Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. <laughs> Welcome everybody! Hello, hello, hello there! Is this a, is this another movie sarcastic episode? It is a milestone for us, actually. This is going to be episode fifty. Huzzah! Huzzah! God bless you. Gesundheit. <laughs> comes out awesome. loose. That's right, number fifty. <laughs> we have been doing this for fifty episodes, which means we just don't know when to quit. That's right, and we don't know when to quit yet either, because we'll be episode four hundred and eighty, uh, and still have not received a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna keep on going. That's remember, our, that's what sir, we're gonna do. We're gonna keep going until we get a voicemail. I remember, sir, the first time we recorded anything for the show. Do you remember when it was? Yeah, it was sometime in August. It was the Tron screening at your house. For Oh, you know what? Oh, that's our one millionth listener. Yay! That is my laundry, actually. See, now why would you do that? I got do, an excuse. Don't, don't, don't ask me. Ask my wife. No, no. Why, I, I, I had an excuse, and you had you, I, I set it up. You do. Oh, you I th- oh, I thought you were asking me why I would tell everyone it was my... Um, that's what I'm saying. Why yeah. would you tell them? I just had it covered. Uh, you know, uh, okay. We'll get the flashy thing from Men in Black. Ka-ching! All right, go ahead with your excuse. No, it was it was bad movie night. We were watching Tron at your place. Yeah, that's true. And that evening, I'm I'm of course being antisocial, so I have the laptop set up in the kitchen, and I say, Joey, come in here and record your voice. And I hit record and had you say, "Welcome, uh, you're listening to Movie Sucktastic," and then I push some random buttons because it's the first time I'm using the program, and then we slowed it down, and that's the intro you hear every episode is Joey. With his voice befuddled, saying, "You're listening to movie sucktastic." You're listening to movie sucktastic. Oh, that's that's sexy. <laughs> oh, you love that, and, don't you? Oh, you know it. That's why I do the show. Yeah, baby. So I can hear your voice. Oh. But that and that was the first thing we ever recorded for the show. And, it was. And they said it couldn't be done. <laughs> said, you guys, you Scott, you are the king of unfinished projects. Joey, you have a life. Between the, between the two of you, you will never keep this going. And, and look, look. And, and for for a short time there, when we would have like a three, literally a three month hiatus. Not that I was thinking, ah, we'll we'll stop doing it, but I was kind of thinking, you know, how 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 many more episodes do we have in us where we're going to just keep going to each other's house and then record four 
five straight hours and and you know churn out you know three to four episodes so well, that, there's a while so there that a while. we'd have a solid month or two months of episodes so that we can just do that all over again well there was a while where the major hurdle was that we live so far away and right. well not that not too far away but again you have a life and and i you know keep, i keep making plans <laughs> and so between the two of us it was always you know when are we gonna get together how many we're we gonna record and we have to edit them and all this and it was hurdles and there were there were months where we'd go without an episode. We're finally on a schedule. We finally got the online thing going. That's right. Joey has taken over the production angle of it, which means things get done on time. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's, it's moving like a well-oiled machine right now. It absolutely is. We record once a week, which is, if you're going to survive in the podcasting world, you have to do that. Um, and you're right. Well, but what do you mean, sir? Wait, wait, wait. What, what do you mean by survive in the podcasting world? If you don't churn out an episode a week or at least three episodes a month, then you don't have that constant, fresh content. If, it's, okay. if you just offer old episodes, or I should say, here, here's a, a perfect example. <laughs> before we started the Skype thing, yes. okay, before we started the Skype thing, we were getting some okay bandwidth every single month. Okay? Um, and I would... I'll throw out some some quick numbers. We were getting like maybe uh, 40 gig, maybe 50 gig of bandwidth a month, which is nothing to sneeze at. No. But since now that we... we uh, thank Sorry. you. But now uh, that we, we, we record once a week, we've kind of marketed ourselves a little bit better and put ourselves uh, in, much, in much broader areas, you know, like iTunes and Stitcher and zoom even though they're going away we're in the hundreds of gig a month now mm -hmm. so i mean it's a huge difference huge difference and it's because we constantly put out uh an episode every week so we're just constantly being current we're putting more episodes uh out a month than we've ever done before and it's just fresh content and you're going to get more hits you're going to get more downloads as long as you keep pushing out that kind of content and so, also sir Sir, might I say that the website is looking awesome. Oh, thank you. The new player blew me away. It is amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, it, it is awesome. Before we had... The other player was nice. The I liked it. I actually... Here's the difference. I paid money for that other player. This one was actually free. The other player was nice. It was functional and it worked. But this one, the the full movie, movie poster icon for each episode is wonderful oh it sure it, is it's a real easy you, way to see what you're gonna like you see uh like birdemic like oh that's a birdemic movie poster you click on it then it takes you inside the player and not only do you get the episode but you get a full synopsis as well mm -hmm. plus the time uh or how long each episode is right so the old player you got a tiny little 75 by 75 pixel Actually, I don't even think it was that big. That's how I made the size of the picture. When it actually pushed to the player, I think it was a 25 by 25. Tiny, tiny, tiny little tile icon that you could barely make out. And you only got one line of text to describe what the episode was. With this, you can do five pages of text, and all you'd have to do is scroll up and down. So there's, it's almost limitless with this new player. I agree, sir. I agree. Everything is looking good. It, and how long? It's been two years, right? It, uh, yeah, it was two years in 
October that we did our very first episode. We got to stop talking about the 50th episode because I'm getting all weepy. (laughs) This is is like, you know, and just to think it was like over two years ago, we were sitting there watching a bad movie and just like talking nonstop about it. And I turned to you and said, you know, they have podcasts. We could just like record ourselves and play it. I think one of the one of the things you actually mentioned to me is goes there's some really shitty podcasts that are in the you know a hundred two hundred episode list. Yeah, we could fucking do this. Oh yeah, I mean because well, the one thing I said is I think we could do it, and then I went on pod. Again, it just sounds like I'm tooting our own horn here. Right. I mean we are awesome. That's besides the point. Yes, but we are. I said okay, let me listen to other movie podcasts. And try to find ones that are like uh, at least about horror films or bad movies. And there's very few about bad movies. But and then I you listen to a bunch of them. And then the more I listen to, is like, wow, these are boring. This is dull. A lot of them do tend to be a little boring. And I'm not saying that we don't go off on tangents, but I think or or talk about like go into random uh, dissertations about our childhood or start ran- mentioning random numbers for hours on end or I, I, I do think <laughs> or go or get into lengthy political rants <laughs> we try and stay away from the politics though we're very act- we're actually uh, uh, occupy as, as deep as you are into the politics scene we very rarely go into it and i i, I, I think that's uh, a, pat a on wise the back for choice us. oh yeah I keep thinking of starting like a political podcast myself, and then I realize it would just descend into me screaming vulgarities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, probably. There's no filter there. Nah. No. Uh, all right, so. So. The plan for this episode. There's a plan? There is a plan. It's oh, episode sh- 50. we got to have some sort of a plan. You know, you know what a plan is, sir? What's a plan? plan is a list of things that don't work, don't happen. <laughs> yeah. That, that is true. I've, I've tried to plan things before, and it just doesn't work. What movie is that from? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, Way of the Gun. Way of the Gun. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. What do, yeah, what do you think? I think a list is a plan. I think a plan is a list of things that don't happen. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Like an awesome movie. The movie's like 11 years old now. And, and it's, it stands the test of time. It's a good film. I remember when it first came out, and uh, the writer... Of the usual suspects directed that, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm what pretty you, sure. What you, what you said. Well, is that true or? No, it sounds it sounds good. All right. You got to make me do this now. What are you, you doing? Know, Looking you know, it up? Yes, of course I am. Christopher McQuarrie. Yes, he he absolutely he wrote the uh, directed the way of the gun. Uh, and he wrote The Usual Suspects as well. All right. Well, that was his directorial debut. Not bad, if you ask me. Okay. Uh, we're going to start this off like we always do. We're going to do the top 10. And this is going to be for November uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th. 4th, 5th, and 6th. Now, there's five new movies in this top 10. We did touch base a little bit on. Uh, a couple of them last week, in, or in last week's episode. Uh, so I don't think we'll we'll spend too much time on those. But the two new films, we'll talk about them. Oh, I should hope so. And then we'll uh, a new thing that we're we're start with that we've started to do is we will talk about what's coming out next week. What's new to the list? Well, I like to take a look ahead and see what we're gonna hate then. I do like I do like it because. By the time people hear this episode, the top ten might be old news, 
But because of the fact that we're going to talk about what's coming out in the following week, we stay current that way. We're always current. Yes, sir. All right. The number 10 film is Moneyball. Uh, Moneyball. And now that baseball is over, it is just about ready to jump out of the top 10. You know what my problem is? Although it did well at the box office. It's made $70 million so far. My problem is every time I hear Moneyball, I think it says Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball Deluxe. And that's well, what's Monkey Ball Deluxe? It's an uh, Xbox game. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like okay. you, you take the monkey and it's got all these like little mini games where like you'll be hang gliding and then you got to land them on like the uh, like the, there's like an X marks the spot type thing and you got to land them perfectly on there and you get all points and bananas and I shit just, like that. I just think <laughs> monkey ball is the kind of film I'd want to see. Monkey ball? I'd see monkey ball. I'd see monkey ball in a minute. Although it's monkey called... bone wasn't very good. No, monkey bone? No, no. That was, <laughs> oh. That's a whole other episode. That's that's I don't that's, know if I want to get into that. That's episode. a whole other movie challenge. We can just do like the the like the Whoopi Goldberg sucks in movies thing and just go through the list. Yeah. Although I did like Burglar. Burglar. Wow. I liked Burglar. That's it was fun. no no no. I'm just trying to remember. It's I've, I haven't seen that since that came out like yeah, 20, exactly. 20 plus Bob years Ca- ago. Bobcat Goldwaith breaking away from the uh, Police Academy movies. That's right. Good, good fun. Eighty eight. I think that's an 88. I think it's an 88. Yeah. All she right. tanked. You know, you know what, what? I'm sorry. I have to say it. Whoopi Goldberg. She was yeah. okay in films, and then she did Fatal Beauty, and that was it. Well, you know, they... they uh, literally. Literally. That was it. No yeah. more. No, you're, you're... And from what I understand, there was like this huge... And, and think of this. Think there was supposed to be this huge, uh, super steamy sex scene with Sam Elliott that was supposedly <laughs> filmed... <laughs> But never used. I w- I need that. I can need you imagine that. if they actually and obviously it's just sitting somewhere on a shelf collecting dust. If sir, it, if it was actually filmed, sir, I I think about it every night. <laughs> it Ugh. warms me. I, I don't want to see that sex scene. Can you can you imagine Sam Elliott's mustache tickling her neck as he whispers into her ear, "Take it, take it, baby." The name's Con- <laughs> the name's Conniger. <laughs> as he grabs her dreadlocks no never mind no i gotta stop anyway what's next <laughs> the number nine film is the ides of march which is slowly but surely leaving the top 10 um didn't did, this hasn't made a lot of money it's only made 36 million so well it's a political it's a political suspense thriller in a period where politics is such a fucking joke you can't take them seriously how can you take a film about politics seriously no you're right you're absolutely right. So I think that's why it's kind of yeah. sl- slowly fading away. Uh, moving on, the number eight film, which is new this week, and we did talk about it a little bit last week. It's the Hunter S. Thompson biopic, if you want to call it that, The Rum Diary. The Rum Diary. It's not really a biopic. I mean, eh. well, I mean, it's it's never based, it, on, so based on real facts. Yeah, but most writing, you know, that's that's a writer's debate. I can't get into right now. But fine. All right, so we won't call it a biopic. Uh, but I, I, I'm interested in seeing it. Oh, me too. Yeah. It's got Amber Heard in it and she's I, way too hot. Despite the fact that I shouldn't have to say it as a person who talks about bad movies, but mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of Johnny Depp. I like Johnny Depp a lot, actually. Yes. I do. I, um, he used to get a lot of shit, uh, coming off of 21 Jump Street and trying to do movies and his first films that he was doing he was doing films like you know Cry Baby and uh Don Juan DeMarco and 
everyone was kind of like, ah, oh, what's going on? Is, is he really trying to act? And then he did what, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? And then everyone's like, oh, he can actually act. And then he started to branch off into more dramatic roles to the point of where he gets nominated for an Oscar for Pirates of the Caribbean, which mm-hmm. you wouldn't have ever expected to happen. Right. So he's kind of made his own way in Hollywood, uh, kind of starting off as a teen beat kind of kind of guy, being on the covers of those who he always hated that, and just kind of branched off. And now he he's you're like go to guy for a dramatic role. Ironically, the film we'll be reviewing this episode uh, has a direct link to Johnny Depp. It does. Yes, it does. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to. Well, my movie challenge to you. Uh-oh. Um, it's a good one. I have no doubt, sir. And it may it may be from familiar from a few episodes ago. Uh-oh. I'm getting okay. tingles already. Ah. What's what's next on that top? The number 10, 7 sir? film is Real Steel. Look at me. Look, look, look at, at me. me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> There's actually a scene like that in Severed. I actually took my notes. Well, in the beginning of the film, just just real quick, kind of tease it a bit. When the guy he's chainsawing through the tree and he and he hits that spike that the uh, one of the um, one of the tree, the huggers. tree huggers uh, puts in the tree and it kicks back and hits him in the shoulder, and he he gets uh, he starts getting whatever it is. The I mean, would you call it a zombie movie or would you call it an infection film? It's an infection film. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he gets the infection and he starts shaking in season, and the guy goes, "Look at me." Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> and I just couldn't stop thinking of real steel. You can't now. That's like the line. No, I know. All right, moving on is the number six film, and that's Footloose, the horrible remake. I haven't even seen Everybody it yet. Everybody cut loose. But I know it's horrible. And, and you know what? I guarantee they do a take on that song. Uh... And you know it's going to be modernized. It's going to be crap. Oh no! You can tell it, it, it obviously modernized, and the question, like I said before, it didn't make sense in the '80s. It makes even less sense now. Yeah, that's true. All right, they're gonna, stop. They're gonna keep us from dancing. <laughs> really? Yeah. They they can't keep the kids from screwing in that middle schools. How are they gonna keep the the, the the teenagers in high school from dancing? Yeah, uh, they'll they'll figure out a way. Uh, no, they won't. No, they won't. All right, number five is the movie In Time, which you totally lambasted last week and i kind of agree dumbest, with you that it's a dumb idea dumbest fucking idea i'll ever. still see i'll still see it though me me too but that's besides the point <laughs> uh okay moving on is the number four film and that's paranormal activity three that came in at uh 8.5 million it's made 95 million so far i think it cost I 95 think, really i think the actual production value was two million and then after print and advertise, advertising, it came in at around $35 million. They're still only putting $2 million into it? It's Yeah, apparently. I mean, all That's they had to great. do was use... Uh, if you really think about it, Even, all they had to do was use old uh, VHS camcorders to do the old... Because it takes place in the 80s, I believe. And they're using though, nothing but VHS old footage. Honestly, though... Even with Saw, at least they doubled the budget, like the first couple of sequels. Wow. With this one, they're like, we didn't, no, not even. They, well, they... they they don't need to. That's the thing. No, right now, it's people it's just expect for... a paranormal activity film every year, and they don't really need to advertise it. No, because the studios are like me. They keep waiting for people to wise up and stop going. Well, this one made more money than, than last year's, and, and 
the obviously the first one nobody knew until uh maybe two three weeks in four uh-huh. weeks in that it was like because it was a limited release and the second film opening weekend i think did a uh, like 40 million and this one did like 55 million its opening weekend so mm-hmm. and none of that was 3d money it's only a matter of time before they do 3d and i think that might be when it it dies because their whole point is to try and make you feel that it's a look into the past every film is like that it's it's like found footage like the blur witch right exactly yeah. so if they kind of, if they make paranormal activity for 3d they just any of any found footage stuff if you make 3d it just takes you out of it i think and not that this is a good film by any means but to make it three-dimensional it takes you out of the realm of found footage stuff so I think it, it's a bad idea. And if they were going to do 3D, they would have done it with this because Paranormal Activity 3D. So, yeah, not doing it. Okay. No. Uh, Next. And the number three film is a three. Ver- a very and Harold, uh, very Harold, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. <laughs> In its opening weekend, it's estimated to make 14.2 million. Now, I I finally saw the second Harold and Kumar a few months ago. Oh, the I Guantanamo Bay one. Yeah. It was okay. It, not as good as the first, but I st- no. it's still enjoyable. And the only reason this one, and I only, I only saw it because the trailer for the, the this one uh, pleased me so much. <laughs> and because, um, what's his name, is so awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. What's his name? Uh, Cal Penn? No. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Thank you, Neil Patrick Harris. Who's like, in this, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the his scene in the trailer. I thought you were gay. He goes, yeah, gay four. And then they cut away because obviously uh-huh. he says something so rude and so <laughs> crude that you know it's going to be hilarious. I don't know why they just haven't given him like that. Like Neil Patrick Harris from from the Harold and Kumar films. Well, I don't know why they just haven't given him his own film. I, I think his role gets bigger in every one. So. I mean, I don't know. Maybe someone's already approached him, but they should just do. Uh, just imagine it, like a pure. They should just black, call it NPR. That's what I'm going to say. Near, <laughs> pure black, pure black uh, NPR. Yeah, Neil NP- Patrick uh, NPH. I'm sorry. H. NPR is a radio station. Yeah, I, I got that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just pure black poster NPH. You know you want to. That's it. Everyone would go and just have him being the badass of the whole thing. So sorry about your back seat. I made some love stains <laughs> you'll see <laughs> that should be the tagline yeah. <laughs> that uh-huh. right there so i think I, i'm looking forward to seeing it i think yeah we talked about it fun of the uh, whole 3d thing too they're making fun of it which is which i guess by them making fun of it kind of tricks you into saying eh, let's go see it in 3d when you really don't want to I, or I, anyone I, that's against 3d like i am i know you are I like, like it. Yeah, I like to think that they they were approached by the studios and told, and they were told to do it 3D, and I said, okay, but you know what? We're gonna fuck with it. Yeah, we're gonna make fun of it. I like to think that's the reason. That's the reason they're doing this because they had to do it in 3D for the studio, so they said, okay, but we're gonna make fun of 3D. The only problem I, I have, hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. Well, yeah, the, the only problem I have with films that that are in 3D, and especially this one where it looks like it's mocking it, is when let's say five years 10 years 15 years from now when 3d is just crap because it's not it just it doesn't seem to be translating to the home market at all theatrically 
well, if that's the only thing you're going to offer, then yeah, people are going to see it. You're basically, it's, it's being spoon-fed. But in the home market, they sell nothing but 3D TVs now, but nobody nobody's buying these movies in 3D and say, I have to watch everything I own in 3D. Nobody gives a shit. So in 10, 15 years from now, when 3D is kind of a distant memory and you watch this movie, it will be like watching something like Friday the 13th 3D where it's the spear is coming at the screen and, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's just... That it's laundry just, stick. Right. <laughs> it's just going to look ridiculous. I That's just my opinion. I, I just think that's how it's going to be. I agree. So, um, and the number two film is the new Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy uh, film, Tower Heist, which uh, I believe they work for a company. They lose all their pension. It's like a Madoff type scenario. Okay. And they break, they go to break into uh, the guy that did it to them and steal like 20 or $30 million. Can I, can I weigh on this, weigh in on this for one moment? Go right ahead. Do you have any comments to make on this? Other than the fact that I just don't care about seeing it? No. I got to weigh in on two little points for this film. Go ahead. First of all, worst fucking title ever. <laughs> Did they literally just give up and say, let's just call it Tower Heist? Did they? Honestly. It's a the, pretty cheesy name. The naming of films has gotten so the zookeeper. Because, yeah, I get it. He's a zoo. Holy fucking. In my, in, my, in, my, in my community college creative writing right. class, that kind of title will be laughed out. Well, you, it's, you, know, it's just, you know what I tower think? Tower heist. What the fuck is that? Is it, okay, it's a tower and it's a heist. You know what? I can. You know what I think? I, I, I'm speechless. Speechless. This is, this is what I think. What do you think? I think they're, they name their films. The uh, this way, um, if you just take a look at the top ten, there are there's one, two, three, four, five, six movies, seven. I'm sorry, seven movies. You know what? Now that I look, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight films in the top ten that are no more than three words. That's fine. Well, no, hold no, on, hold on. There's one, two, three, four. There's five of the ten, two words or less. That's fine. But no, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying I think they're trying to make these film titles as short and as simple as possible. That's because fine. they, not to sound uh, like conspiracy theorist, it's just I think they 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 look at the. The American public as sheep. It's not if you don't. No, no. If you don't keep it a short, simple, easy to remember name, they're gonna forget it, and they're not gonna want to see it. Not conspiracy theorists. It's simple marketing. You are correct, sir. But oh, what I'm saying you. is, even with the two name, two word thing, real steel. Okay, oh. that's a bit catchy. You can remember it easily, but it does. It's not. It's not fighting robots. Okay. Well, yeah. Correct. Okay. Correct. What I'm saying is tower heist dumbest fucking title ever and it's in, at least in the top 10 and also this is this, a disgusting attempt by the elite rich hollywood moguls to cash in on the lower classes anger with corporate america by making a multi-million dollar budget film starring hundred uh, starring nothing but rich people Making a film about poor people who take over one rich guy 
because they got rid. It's a fucking insult to anybody who's actually struggling in this current economy. Yeah. Ben Stiller and you know Eddie Murphy. I understand you're trying to be funny again. I'll let him slide. But everybody else in this film, fuck you. <laughs> and that's all. That's all I had to say on that. I'm okay. sorry. I, I hey. I, I, I just find it. Oh, we, we're gonna we're gonna steal from the heist, and I guarantee you too. The ending is like they don't actually rob from the guy, but they prove that he was a crook or whatever, and there's some okay. kind of moral. Whatever, whatever happens in the film is is some kind of moralistic truce. I guarantee, and not Probably. just and, and not an actual. Oh, oh. You okay? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm really not. But, uh, when I, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. And it took me like 15 minutes to sink in. I said, no, no, th- this is just fucking disgusting and an insult. It really is. And Ben Stiller, I hate you. <laughs> what was the last thing Ben Stiller did that was actually, like, funny? Probably Tropic Thunder. But it's only because he had a good supporting cast. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. And he was. And it was only because... It, all right, let's, when you say supporting cast... Robert Downey Jr. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. The number one film this weekend coming in at thirty point five million, making seventy two million total, is Puss in Boots for the second week in a row. Actually, made thirty four million last weekend, made thirty million this weekend. Uh, I would say DreamWorks is pretty happy about that. It's sure. only a ten percent drop. They got a cute kitten with a, a foreign accent. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's going to be number one. It's also animated, and it's also November. You know, I can't argue with it. Whatever. So, yeah. No hatred here. Nah. Nah. So that's the top ten. Um, let's go ahead and do the finger list. <laughs> now, do you have the top ten in front of you? No, I do not. We, we, we want to run through them real quick, title-wise? Um, Sure. Just uh, rattle names. Sure, sure, sure. Number 10, or I'll, I won't even do 10. I'll just so, go from the bottom so, up. So our listeners can play at home. Sure. Uh, you have Moneyball. Right. The Ides of March. The Rum Diary. Real Steel. Footloose. In Time. Paranormal Activity 3. A Ver- Very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Tower Heist. And Puss in Boots. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Uh, After you, sir. No, you know what? what? No, what? You, I always make you go first. I apologize. I'm going to go first. Go ahead. I already know what you're going to pick. Really? Tell me what I'm going to pick. You're going to pick Tower Heist. Wrong. Really? In time. In time. Yeah. You know? Because I can handle being insulted by people that might be occasionally funny. What I can't handle is a science fiction film that makes no fucking sense. I, you know what? I got to like, go, go, go Footloose. That would be no, my second choice. Bro. No way I'm watching a film made by the director of High School Musical. There's no <laughs> way I'm watching this film, which is just going to be High School Musical with a different title. There's no way I'm going to watch this movie where it's all the pretty people are just so down on... The- Fuck you, people who... Just not you, Scott, but... <laughs> no, I, I know you meant me. I, there's just no way. No way I could sit through Footloose. I can sit through a bad sci-fi film any day of the week. Even if it doesn't make sense, over Footloose. I could see that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Can I just no way I'm doing Footloose. Nope. I just honestly, even though Footloose would annoy me because of the whole similarity thing of them trying to copy the other film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Still, 
I can't handle two hours of sitting through uh, in time and just just screaming in my head and say that doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I it'd, be don't like know. Watch, it'd be like watching Daybreakers again. Uh, <laughs> which you know, th- that movie was actually very well received. Don't care. It was. I, I, I know you don't care. Shit, <laughs> sir. Mm. If if vampires can stand under a tree, and the shade can block them from the sun, then physics don't doesn't work. The laws of physics are are faulty. I always thought it was just direct sunlight. No, no. Well, then you don't. Well, what about the first Blade film? You like the first Blade movie? In a sunny, in a sunny, on a sunny day, under a tree. And Hold the, on, that wasn't my question. What? Did you, you enjoy the first Blade film? Yes, I did. You okay. know why I did? Why? Because after a, a a dry spell of horror films or anything that had anything result anything gory at all, you had a film that actually had blood in it. Okay, and that's fine. But what I'm referring to is the Stephen Dwarf scene in that movie where he basically goes outside with sunscreen 1000. But that makes sense. Why does that make sense? Because he's filtering the sun through a chemical bond that okay. is protecting him from the UV rays. Because whereas, direct sunlight kills vampires. No, no, because he's blocking the UV rays. Yeah, but sun, a chemical sunscreen will do that. Leaves don't do that. If they you're just, in, in complete shade away from any sunlight... What is complete shade, sir? It is just filtering the light. The light is still coming through. That's why you can still see. I... You know what? I'm not an expert on vampires. I don't read vampire books nope. I, or any of that I. crap. Neither am I. I just uh, personally, throughout my, my childhood and adult life, I just always assume direct sunlight kills vampires. Sir? If you're in the shade, it's fine. Like no. in the uh, Lost Boys where they're in the cave. No. They're, they're in a cave no. where they're shaded away from the sun, but it's still daytime. They're not bursting in the flames. Not shaded. They're actually away from the sun, sir. I I am also not an expert. Yeah, because there's a cave blocking the sun away. Whereas if they're sitting under a tree, it's the same thing. Just because they're not inside of something, it's the same thing. I am also not an expert on vampires. However, I have a rudimentary understanding of the basic laws of physics. (laughs) Okay. And and also, vampire Uh economy doesn't work. I, I'm not getting into that. Neither I just, am I. Uh, yeah. But yes, but but uh, yeah, my choice is in time because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, your movie challenge to me of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Are you home alone tonight? Got no one to cuddle? Urgent. Urgent for some connection. Don't worry, Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in, Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We like it that way.
Uh, actually, that was a little longer than usual uh, because I needed to go get a, a refill on my drink. Mm. Oh, that that reminds me. Mm. <laughs> I gotta open another bottle. Oh boy. I, I've been I've been. See, here's the deal. When you make your own wine, sir. Uh huh. What happens is, do you know how many bottles one batch makes? Um, I don't know. Thirty, 30 bottles. Now that's splits or that's full size. That's full size bottles, thirty bottles for one whole batch of regular wine. Wow, that's a it's, lot of wine. It takes on average, on average, a month or so to make one batch of wine. Okay. Technically, if you drink a bottle of wine a night, it takes on average a month or so to drink a batch of wine. You probably destroy your liver too. I don't drink a bottle a night. Uh, that's well, I hope not. No. So every now and then, I must catch up. So ah, I, I see. So I'm cracking open a second bottle here. So that was winemaking 101 with Scott Wilson. Well, that's wine drinking 101 with Scott Wilson. <laughs> well, you told us how you made it. <laughs> In my basement. In your basement. So I'm just going to, maybe you can hear this. In, oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, it's going to taste good, too. Oh, my, pop, pop the top, Scott. This is my Chilean, <laughs> this is my Chilean Pinot Noir. That's right. Uh, the cover you were, or the label you were going to use... Who's who's the Chilean miners? Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. When you told me about it, you were using a... um, A film noir. A film noir. Which I ended Uh, up using, yes. Right. And I said, why don't you use the Chilean miners? And you're like, wait, what? I go, you know, the Chilean miners, the guys that were down there for two months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this has been mislabeled. Really? I I mislabeled my wine. This is not my Chilean Pinot Noir. This is is my cherished and very quickly, rapidly... uh, uh, dwindling because everyone loves it so much. My orange Seville sangria. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Mm. That was actually I. I did get to have some of oh, that. This is going to be a fun episode. Oh yeah, baby. this bottle's be gone quickly. So, sir, Dungeons and Dragons is what you challenged me to. You son of a bitch. So let us open the realm here. I am the dungeon master. <laughs> I will guide you through this realm. Ah, Avashji, have you have you brought thine dice? I have 12 sided. 12, 20, well, 12 sided. Well, 12, really? 12? 20 sided. A 20, you know, 12 sided dice. You know, a 20 sided for save. 20 sided, some 10 sided, some 4 sided, and of course some 6 sided. So there are no 12 sided die. There are, but that's stupid. Because <laughs> there's 6 sided dice. You don't need six. You don't need a 12 sided die because you have a 6 sided die. Your, sure. Your basic role playing set is four, six, eight. Eight? This goes to show how, how, how often I role played. Ten and, and twenty. I, I, I role played with you guys when I was forced to. That's right. And I, honestly, I was never a fan of Dungeons and Dragons myself because I always rolled up clerics and they always died from fail, failing poison saving throws. Right. And I was never into the whole. Uh, actually, I did play a, a Berserker that I enjoyed very much oh, really? so. We did. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think you were in on this, but I think we did Star Wars at Gerard's house for like two years. I was never a Star Wars fan, so I did not do Star Wars. No. Yeah, we did. We did Star Wars every week, uh, and it was every single weekend. Yeah. And and it, to the point of where I said, guys, um, maybe we should go out. <laughs> <laughs> go try and pick up some women. What silly man. City man. And, and, and as much warriors, fun as, as role-playing was, hanging out in Gerard's basement, ordering food, and just staying in and not having sex with women, uh-huh. uh, I still wanted to have sex with women. That was just my 
personal preference. So after a while, I, I decided to not role play, and I kind of took some people away from the table. I wasn't. It, sir, sir. I wasn't a very popular person when I did that. You chose poorly, Dragon Master. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Obviously, the thrill of the adventure is much more important than failing did... to attract the opposite sex. I wanted to have sex. I'm sorry. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get oh, into this because we still have to play the trailer for everybody. Might, might I? Might I just add that? Yeah. The movie Dr Dungeons and Dragons actually gives Satan worshipping uh, virgin nerds a bad name. It sure does. Yes. It sure does. Um, do we want to just go jump right into playing a trailer? Because yeah. we've already talked for long enough. Yeah, give me time to open my notes. and uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go, go, go. All right. I'm going to go ahead and play a trailer, and when we come back, we will talk about Dungeons & Dragons. The child is not fit to govern an empire. The forces of darkness. You can control dragons. We're the dragon army at my command. I can crush the Empress. This has got to be some twisted magic experiment gone seriously wrong. Have threatened to conquer a kingdom. What can I do to stop Profion? If you could obtain the Rod of Savril, you could control red dragons. I suggest we lay low, let the whole thing blow over, come back, rob everybody. There, there's one small problem. Problem? I kind of committed us to find it. say trailer much better than the film actually is amazingly so yes <clears throat> i don't know um i don't know if you were paying attention to the trailer while you were flipping through your notes but uh jeremy irons complete fucking ham in this movie <laughs> well i think it's so overacting yeah before we get into it i i want to cut you short there yeah um, I want to mention that I actually tried to get a guest host, a guest uh, on the show for this episode. 
Okay. I contacted two authors who will remain nameless. Okay. Will remain nameless. That's respectful to them. Uh, to come on the show, and both uh, were enthusiastic about the idea, but re- regretfully had to decline for both of them, in some capacity or another, worked for uh, TSR, which or which is now known Wizards of the Coast or something weird like that. Right. So they still they were <clears> directly <throat> involved in the making of the film. They, well, they were still indirectly involved with the mark with the brand that is owned by the company they work for. I see. And so they said, "No, <clears throat> we can't do it." But we're looking forward to hearing it. Well, that's cool. So it once again proves the point: the problem with having a podcast about bad movies is that it's hard to find people willing. To back your opinion on bad films. This is all. This is very true. Although, if you really take the title and break it down, movie sucktastic. It's basic. We're basically saying that even though the movies are bad, we like them in some capacity. Yeah. Right. In some capacity. Uh, not every film that we review will walk away saying, you know, it was so bad it was good. That's not the case. Uh, your movie challenge. I think it's a so bad it's good. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see. No, is this uh, so bad? Oh, oh, you mean the one you're giving me? The one I'm giving you. Oh, I thought you meant Dungeons and Dragons. Oh no 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 no, 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 no. This is simply bad. No, your movie challenge I think is a so bad it's good. I want to. I I also point out ironically mm-hmm. that the my my the book that I make my movie watching notes in yes. uh, is a Lord of the Rings. Uh, diary book of sorts. So was journal, that. right? Because I, I gave that to you. Yes, you did. Thank you very much. And I, I like to think that Peter Jackson, Thank at some you. point, while working on the Lord of the Rings films, contacted the director Courtney. Uh, what was it Courtney? Courtney it's Solomon. Court- Courtney Solomon. I like to think that Peter Jackson contacted Courtney Solomon because Courtney Solomon really nailed the authenticity. Hmm. Of the the Middle Earth and of the realms of the fantasy, don't you think? No, no, not at all. <laughs> what we have here is is a bunch of women writing and directing a film that should have been made by thirty year old men. As much as I don't role play, I know they got it wrong. <laughs> or I should say, I shouldn't say as much as I don't role play. As much as I didn't role play Dungeons and Dragons growing up, I know they got it wrong. There, there is nothing, there is nothing kosher about this film. No, no, no. Not at all. And it just Jeremy Irons, as much as I like him, now we there, there's that one scene where he's just screaming and shaking and convulsing, let the raids b- bub of blood rain down. The best, it's like, what? <clears throat> the best one is where he's, he's trying to control the dragon, and she goes, No, Jeremy Irons is great. First, this is like the fourth film in a row, third or fourth we've had in a row, which has starred... A major actor, right? An like an Oscar nominee or like a well-respected he actor. He won. He's he, he was he's a winner. Yes, he won of, for of some um, kind. The hell this, did he win for? Uh, the reversal of fortune. This is the fourth, third or fourth film we watch where we have a major, well-respected actor in a film so beneath them that they either that they just totally don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, take Thor Birch for instance. She plays the Empress uh, mm-hmm. Savina. And poorly, I might add. She was in the multiple Oscar-winning film American Beauty the year before, applauded for her performance, uh, her dramatic performance in that. She wrote Um, a horse. 
what an American Beauty? Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of American what the Velvet. Fuck are you? Yeah, American Beauty. <laughs> I'm thinking of National Velvet. Yeah, Sorry, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, she was good. Um, in that. She was actually very good in that. And and she lost like like two hundred pounds or something, didn't she? She was like Jesus Christ, no. No, but she wasn't like that skinny in, in American Beauty. She, no, 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 no. She was she was she was sixteen. She was only sixteen years old. And when she did that nude scene, that's part of the trivia of that film. She was sixteen when she did it. Uh no, she just I guess naturally was getting older. Her agent probably said maybe you should lose twenty pounds. And she did. But she actually gained weight back when she did Ghost World. But besides the point, what I'm getting at... Ghost World, I liked. I like Ghost World. Yes. What I'm getting at is not not more than the year before, she was in a multiple Oscar-winning film with extraordinary performances all around. Yeah. And it's like she completely forgot about that when she did this film. Because her performance in this is atrocious. Oh, no. Horrible, 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 horrible. It's just terrible, horrible. terrible, terrible performance. <laughs> the, the way she delivers her lines is just so... <clears throat> and I'm sure they were asking her to deliver them in a childlike manner because of the fact that they were trying to accuse her in the film of being too young to rule an empire and all that crap. So uh, What do you have here as a woman, a child? Who not, fit, <laughs> not fit to rule an empire. Jeremy, Jeremy, slow down. down. Just take it easy. <laughs> uh, but... And that's just her performance. Marlon Wayans? Well, hold on, hang on, hang on. Two years prior. Hold on, slow, slow down a bit. Was in Requiem for a Dream. Slow down a bit. Yeah. And, and no. you're wrong. Was it the year before? And you're wrong. Hold on. Hold on. I'll, think... I'll correct you on that in a minute. But slow okay. down. I want to talk about Jeremy a little bit. Okay. Because Jeremy, again, he is so blatantly doesn't give a shit where he's just, I'm just going to act insane. He's like, whatever the director wants, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm not trying to give a real performance. And you got to question the director. Because here's Jeremy Irons, who, in the opening of the film, a- mm-hmm. a- after the after the uh, voiceover in the beginning, which is your first warning sign, right? Red flag, voiceover in the beginning, telling you what the film is going to be about. Bad sign. Yeah, it's always a bad sign. And and Jeremy Irons rushes literally. <laughs> literally. Wait, wait, wait. You know what's a bad sign? What? The movie Eleven 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 already being ripped onto the internet in DVD form. <laughs> But besides point, continue. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. That shit's already out. <laughs> but but Jack and Jill. Uh, Not anyway. Um, anyway, go ahead. Uh, uh, I mean, well, there's there's plenty of bad signs about the opening of the film. First of all, TSR, for some reason, didn't want to have their, their copyright logo attached to Dungeons & Dragons. Where if oh, you, really? If you oh, see okay. anything else that has Dungeons & Dragons on it, that TSR logo is right in the bottom right-hand corner. All of a sudden, this film, no, don't bother putting TSR up there. <laughs> we, we we don't want a connection. Yeah, we don't want to be a part of it. Another bad sign. I, you can almost imagine the set set designers talking to each other. But how, how do we convey that it's an evil dungeon? I know, just put random skulls everywhere. <laughs> First shot, it's like, it's literally, what is, what is it, like, a, like a, a, uh, an aqueduct of some kind bringing water into it? And there's yeah. a skull placed in the center of it. Because that's that's where you put a skull on the aqueduct uh, cover. Where else are you gonna put it? Yeah, and then there's a random pile of skulls off to the side. But anyway, after that little quick establishing shot of maybe 15, 20 seconds, Jeremy Irons rushes rushes onto the screen as if to say, "Hold on, don't leave the theater yet." There's a there is a, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> there is a real actor involved. Here I am. <laughs> now Jeremy Irons rushing upon the screen, just just thrust on you immediately, Jeremy Irons. Meanwhile, 
who do we give a the, the sly uh, reveal of the personality to? Do you, do you remember halfway through the film? Jeremy uh, Irons, Oscar, okay. Oscar-winning f- actor, yeah, rushed down the screen. Yet we give the 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 uh, what do I have down? The um, the I the big identity reveal to Richard O'Brien. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah yeah okay yeah we we've got Jeremy right, Irons, but but hang on, we got Riff Raff. <laughs> Hold on. You're gonna love this. Hold and on a second. In the in the, it's like one of those things when they, when they filmed it, the shot is supposed to give you the idea that they're expecting the audience when he reveals to go, "Hey!" <laughs> Obviously, the that director the director has her finger on the pulse of the role playing community, right. knowing that they're immediately gonna say, "Hey." That's the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to get a th- I had to get that part off my chest. Okay. But you know, you're right. Jeremy Irons is insane through the film, and it's hard to pick what his most outrageous delivery is. It no, it's it's near the end of the film where he's convulsing, just screaming, let uh, the blood rain down upon... Let the, the blood the... rain down the... It's just so over the top. It's just... It's at the end of the trailer. I, I'd almost want to play it again, but I won't. But it's just... He's like, let the blood rain down... It's just like, all right, Jeremy, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I... just and, and they're just... Through the whole film, they're just searching for somebody's rod through the whole goddamn thing. It's all staffs and rods and all very... Staffs and rods. Like, will you help me find my rod? Mm. Scott, will you help me find my rod? I have the staff. You have it. You I already have... have I'm, you're already holding my rod. I'm holding my staff, yes. <laughs> I'm holding my staff My well. staff is more powerful than yours. We should have a sword fight right now. <laughs> right now. Here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Don't, don't make me jump ahead in my notes. Speaking of staffs and rods, okay, I have to say this now. Uh-huh. My favorite, just Justin Whalen, of course, is the lead. Of, <laughs> yes, he I is. I can't say it with a straight face. Justin <laughs> Whalen is the lead of the film. <laughs> now I'm watching Justin Whalen mm-hmm. running around as the thief, and the smirky. What a smirky fuck he is too. Now, <laughs> now apparently he played um, Jimmy Olsen in the uh, in, in 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 the Smallville. Uh, Smallville, not yeah. Smallville. Wasn't it Smallville? No, it was Super Bowl, Super. Oh yeah, it was the one with Terry Hatcher. And, yeah, yeah, not... yeah, that one. <clears throat> anyway, yep. I'm watching. I'm like, where do I recognize this guy from? And and it's bugging me because the hair, the hair is what's doing it. I'm I'm looking at the hair and looking at this the smirky expression. Yeah, I'm sorry. Face. In medieval Dungeons and Dragons times, there's no product. Sorry. Nah, but but, but I'm trying. It's bugging me. Where do I recognize this this this? hairstyle and the smirky grimacy face where do i recognize it from it's bugging me because it's it's ingrained in my memory obviously it's a film i liked justin whalen is of course he plays scotty the chronic masturbator and sexual pervert that kathleen turner kills in serial mom <laughs> <laughs> my favorite role oh my oh my god you're yeah, right he's the one that's masturbating constantly and 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 kathleen turner kills him because he's a pervert now, I also, uh-huh. mentioning that, I have to say. Mm-hmm. That's I, not your movie challenge, by the way. No, okay. Is it just, <laughs> oh, that's a good film. I, I liked to, it. 
mentioning that, I have to have a disclaimer. Despite the fact that that I and the character uh, that Justin Whalen plays in that in in, in Serial Mom, Scotty, uh-huh. despite the fact that we both have the same night name, were is you know I have the same name as the chronic masturbator and sexual pervert that Kathleen Turner kills. I want to say it right here and now. Okay. For the record, I have never been killed by Kathleen Turner. Oh. I just want to make sure that's known because I don't okay. want confusion. Okay. All right. I'm I'm no longer confused. Okay. Now, as for your 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 amusing little anecdote there about um, uh, Marlon Wayans. Yes. Marlon Wayans. While while you did that, I did look up the release dates for both films. Forget the release date. Forget the release date. Okay. Marlon Wayans filmed Dungeons and Dragons and Requiem for a Dream at the same time. Get out of here. He was starring in both at the same time. So that okay, which because mean, they were only released a couple of months apart, right? Which means so he was he was filming both of them simultaneously, which means Marlon Wayans has the distinction of having simultaneously filmed his best film ever and his worst film ever. I don't know about his worst film ever. His worst performance ever. I I think. My challenge to you last week of Little Man was probably his no, worst performance ever. I don't think so. I think his performance was in league with the film. I think that was the film's fault. As far as performances go, I think this one is worse. Wait, wait hold on. It was the film's fault his performance was that bad? How, how? It had nothing to do with the fact that his brother is directing the movie and they just want to goof off? All right, Joey. You three th- Joey, three Joey. family members are involved in Little Man and you think, hey, maybe we should uh, do it in this direction. And you know what? I can act like this, you know, the way I always fuck around, or, uh, you know, when I was hanging out with our friends. Joey, they're, yeah. you're, they're CGIing your face onto a midget and telling you to pretend to be a baby. How do you pull that off? You don't. <laughs> you don't. But they put you in a film and say, okay, you're supposed to be a thief in a medieval era where there's wizards. Can you pull okay. that off? There's plenty of ways to pull it off. How do you not pull it off? By being a racial stereotype. And a well, bad one at that. And I think they said, "Here, this is what we. This is the performance we want from you." And he gave it to him. Oh no, he. But he. He could. I think done they it. asked. I think they asked him to be the racial stereotype, and he did it. Between the two of them, he fulfilled the role. There is no excuse for little man. No, I'm not saying there's no excuse for little man. I'm saying that the the weight of his performance lays on his shoulders for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, I don't agree with it. Anyway, he anyway. he filmed both films simultaneously. That's interesting. Yes, it is. That really is interesting. <laughs> I, you know, I wonder if, if, if going to the Requiem for a Dream set and pushing out a performance like that and then having and uh, and going to Dungeons and Dragons where it's like, man, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what the hell am I doing? Okay, now, wait, hold on. In the film's defense, since we're talking about Jeremy Irons in the opening scene, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> in the film's defense... In the first five minutes, not even five minutes, we have a dungeon and we have a dragon. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, we're done. Everything else is window dressing, people. We gave you what you came for. That's the, right. This is <laughs> technically an accurate title. <laughs> and what about Jeremy Irons' right-hand man, uh, Damodar, play, played Domodar? by Bruce Payne? Yeah, Domodar. I tell you, blue lipstick is a very daring choice for a villain. I still, I don't know what they were thinking with that. <laughs> Who, you know, 
they they do have something called dailies, which <laughs> which they do get to see on a daily basis, which is why it's fucking called dailies. Are we are we committed to the blue lipstick? No, I... after day one. Why did they <laughs> stick with the lipstick? It it just you know you know what I like more than the Bruce li- Payne should have fucking spoke up. That's what he's like. Listen, um. Do you guys like, Courtney, know Courtney, uh, c- can you come over here, please? Uh, yeah, what's the matter, Bruce? Um, the blue lipstick ain't fucking working for me. <laughs> but 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 you tested well. Yeah. Is, is, is this your blue lipstick? You just don't want it anymore? Is that what's happening here? Hi, Bruce. You know what, Bruce? It's either that or we slap a third eye in your forehead. Take a fucking. I was in passenger fifty-seven. God damn it. <laughs> All right, Bruce, which one are you less proud of? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons or Passenger 57? You can only choose one. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I like better than yeah. the blue lipstick mm-hmm. is, is the, uh, the director's apparent uh, equation that whispering equals menacing. Oh, God. I want you, you have cover. Got to be kidding. And everything is just so drawn out. Hold, too. On. Hold on, my favorite one cover. I want brigades. At every sewer entrance <laughs> and exit. <laughs> Very accurate. How many accurate. how many sewer entrances and exits does their average city have? I want them found. Oh, wait, wait. oh look. I cut her. <laughs> how unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's not doing it for me, sir. I lied. <laughs> Kill them Kill slowly. About <laughs> the- your like your delivery is what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What about my head? <laughs> you? What about my Promise. head? I'm watching this fucking thing. In <laughs> that scene. What about my head? God damn it. What's the what's what's the, what's the name of uh, Jeremy Irons character? Profian. 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 Oh, I had. I Sounds like a yeah, drug. Man, I I got this fucking headache. I'm just gonna take two Profian. I'm gonna go to bed. I I, <laughs> I hear he overdosed on Profian. It was tragic. Oh. Um, he uh, when Profian instills the that weird creature in his head. Yeah. And he, he's interrogating the girl, the, the 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 one that can't act. I'm sorry. Let me clarify that. Uh, what about the? <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. The the mage. Uh, What's her fucking name? The, the, oh, her name. It was um, I got it right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, it was uh, Marina. Marina. Pretensa. <laughs> Gee, oh, the names in this Maria Pretensa. Uh-huh. Okay, so we're talking about she has uh, she's pretentious. Okay, I get that. We got Ridley Freeborn. <laughs> Freeborn. Yeah, snails. And and profian, like professional or Elwood Gutworthy. <laughs> who is the fucking dwarf. Who who is in Pirates of the Caribbean. Which those is movies. which is a direct link to Johnny Depp. Thank you very yes, much. It is. Yeah. I saw him too I was like, wait, I recognize that bald head. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. His eyebrows haven't changed in twenty years. <laughs> ten Robert, years. Ten Robert years. Henney, his crimson brigade. Yeah, so what, with all these like blatantly obvious names of what you're supposed to think of the characters, uh-huh. how do you actually have the lead, Mr. Uh, Ridley Freeborn, ve- uh, uh, avenge the death of snails? Uh. <laughs> Ridley Freeborn. 
and snails. Snails. Did they just give up on that point? So we want to call this one. Uh, it's oh. it's Marlin. Just call them snails. <laughs> but where was I? Where was I? Um, you were. Uh, oh, the thing um, when he's interrogating yeah. he uh, when when uh, Damador is interrogating uh, Marina, mm-hmm. and then he says, you know, uh, I can't. You have no choice in telling me anyway. And the things come out of his ears, and he does that Vulcan uh, mind meld with her. Yes, yes. Why the fuck didn't you do that in the first place, guy? He could have saved us ten minutes of her pretending to act. What was what was that all about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Oh, and when they introduce her, hold mm-hmm. on, I had a note here somewhere. Um. Oh, it's like <laughs> when she first meets them. Right. They mentioned they mentioned the spell of holding and feeble mind spell. Say so there, that should hold the geeks for about five or ten minutes. <laughs> it's like it is like blatantly. All right, there's two spells from the basic handbook. <laughs> yeah, and they're all low level spells, by the way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are. And yes, oh, he even call. He even says it's like you're a low, you're a low level mage. What are you gonna do? <laughs> he said level, low level. Yeah. Yep. It's like. At that point, they were expecting nerds to just jizz in their pants. And, uh, oh my God! They referred to the D and D. They like they like skimmed the player's handbook, and that was it. So, all right, we're gonna do this. Yeah, just say uh, level. Uh, just say mage, and um, just make sure there's a dungeon and a dragon here and there. And, now eh, we'll be fine. I I I played Dungeons and Dragons occasionally. Mm-hmm. Does dragon blood really make water flammable? Uh, you know. And I can't. I question the logic of that. I can't think of it. It might have <clears throat> been the movie Dragon Slayer, but I think they did it in that film oh, too. Oh, when they kill that dragon in the first five minutes, when they lower the por- portcullis on its its neck and kill it. Yeah. You know, only thing running through my head. The Return of the Jedi. No, no. Oh. Please let it be the Sean Connery dragon. <laughs> I am the last dragon. Oh, oh, I, oh fuck. Snap his fucking neck. Yeah. I I actually thought of uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> well, that too. That, that that fucking thing. Speaking of Return the... of the Jedi, speaking of Star Wars, mm. I'm watching these scenes where Jeremy Irons is 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 criticizing Empress Savina for for her her want to. Now, now apparently she's a socialist. Oh, she wants yeah. everyone to be equal. Apparently, I'm assuming that's distribution of wealth. She's a commie bastard, but <laughs> but he's arguing to the console about it. All I'm thinking is George Lucas stole this. <laughs> George Lucas stole this. Speaking of Star Wars, real quick. Uh, no, 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 no. What? I'm still on this. Look oh, at the ahead. scene. It's a round chamber. All of the all all of the people of the console. Or whatever it was called, are sitting mm-hmm. in, in in the in the boots around it, and he's arguing against her, and she's talking about, and she and he's saying, "Oh, she's too young to know what really." Dude, tell me, Lucas didn't literally rip off Dungeons and Dragons for his his Senate scenes? It's fucking blatant. Well, <laughs> did they have any Senate scenes in the first film, Phantom Menace? Ah, uh, yeah. Only because that came out a year before this. Did it? It came out in '99. Fuck, never mind then. <laughs> it's still, I still say he stole it. Well, anyway, speaking of um, of Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars, sir. Speaking oh, of Star Wars. Are you talking Wars, about the cantina scene? No, I was actually just going to uh, to mention that. Uh, we're somebody was mentioning to me that they uh, a fan 
released all fan, three original. Wait, wait, a fan of Star Wars or a fan of the show? Oh, a uh, fan of Star Wars. <laughs> no, no, the guy that I. I'm oh, sorry, okay. we don't have any fans. Anyway, and we do. They just they're they're quiet fans. Uh, no, they this person, a fan of Star Wars, he took the three first films, and because Lucas has completely fucked around with them so much, this person took the three Blu-ray rips of the films, took out all of the extra crap that Lucas put in with all the CGI, took scenes from the. Uh, the um, remastered laser discs, upconverted it to high def, reinserted it back into the Star Wars films for a complete and perfect cut of how Lucas originally had the films before he started fucking with them, and that is now on the internet to be downloaded by all. I hate Lucas. Oh, I hate but him that, so much. But that's understood. That's that's known. Yes, it is. But but yeah, the set of scenes. I can think of a Star Wars. Were there any set? No, there weren't any set of scenes in the first one. It was all the second one. Well, then, then he would have ripped it off because he the did. second one came out in 02. He did rip them off blatantly. He ripped this movie off. This movie was, and that when they first go to a bar in the Dungeons right. and Dragons movie, it's like, oh, so here's a cantina scene from Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, including the weird languages, and of course we have midgets. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow, dude, I'm already halfway through my sangria. This is good stuff. Oh yeah, I've had some. It's delicious. Uh, I should have right, so, been drinking this when I was watching this movie. Oh, God. Oh, by right, so, oh speaking, of, speaking of the Senate. Yeah. Wait a minute. A corrupt government official? This is a fantasy film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Where do we move on from here? Well, that was the opening. <laughs> we, oh, we haven't progressed past the first 10 minutes, really. We really haven't. Now, what was the whole uh, plot? The whole plot was Jeremy Irons, his character is planning to take over. Basically, he wants to take Thor Birch's character, which is Empress Savina, make her look like she doesn't know what the hell she's doing so that he can overthrow her. He gets the rod so he can control red dragons, fuck everybody up, because and just put himself in charge. Because the female has the rod. He wants to turn the, the Senate, I guess you could say, the Senate against her. Because the female has control of the rod... And we don't like it when the female controls the rod. Yes. Our rod. We should be controlling the rod. Well, she can control, what is it, golden dragons, I think psst, it's called? Psst, They're called? Psst, dude. Yeah. They, ha up? they hammers my penis. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> when I say hammer, I mean my penis. Yeah. When I, yeah the the when, phallic imagery in the film is insane. Yes. <laughs> Um, so... Oh, what, I'm sorry, the, go ahead. The two thieves, Marlon Wayne's character, Snails, and Justin Whalen's character, Ridley Freeborn, see that the, when the dragon is first killed in the beginning of the film, the rivers run uh, with fire, and they think something is up. So they decide to to sneak uh, or break in. They randomly the, decide to yeah, break into to the... To break into the uh, magic school, or wiz I think it's called magic school. Magic school, yeah. Because uh, which is just stupid. Because that's as far as the... The the, the, uh... the movie magic goes. Oh, what's the word I'm <laughs> looking for? Um, creativity. Oh. Goes in this film. So they break in, and Damodar, who is sent in by Profian, which is Jeremy Irons' character, to talk to the head wizard to 
find out where this rod is because Jeremy Irons needs it. Right. And uh, Damodar kills the head wizard. The girl, the mage, um, finds the two thieves, uh, Ridley Freeborn and Snail, stealing shit. So, of course, they end up in, in cahoots with each other. And- right. They walk in on uh, the head wizard being killed. She does a few spells. They jump through a portal. They end up out on the other side. They stumble. Now they're they- being framed for the death of the main wizard. Wait, you forgot where they stumbled upon a dwarf in the alley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Now, now I have what? to mention, too, because of the whole... At this point, you realize by the level of humor in the film mm. and the dialogue that the, that apparently the filmmakers were told or assumed that the Dungeons & Dragons was a game. You know, quote, yeah. game. And th- therefore, they catered the script to a 12-year-old audience unaware that the average role player is in their early 30s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I speak from experience. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> By the year 2000. Now, in the 70s, when Dungeons & Dragons first came about, yeah, most of your players were teenagers. By the time, by the year 2000, your average role player is in their late 20s, early 30s, and a sad individual. And I'm speaking as one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not casting aspersions. I'm speaking from experience. Okay. That's very bold of you. Uh, dude, I am, I am the epitome of bold. Or, uh, or guacamole, one of the two. Oh, I like guacamole. Uh, so anyway, uh, Damodar basically is chasing Damodar. them through, through the entire film to try and get this rod. The rod. Well, well, actually, what they have to get first is the Eye of the Dragon, which is this big red <laughs> ruby. Another dragon. Which is is used to get the rod. Which to get the, which to get the Eye <laughs> of the Dragon, they have to go through another dungeon. Another dungeon and Richard O'Brien's maze, which no one has ever survived. <laughs> because it's so complex. You know what I kept thinking of every t- through that whole thing? What, Saw? No, no. Oh. Beyond the Forbidden Zone. Oh, God. <laughs> what was that called? It was the... What was um, It's Beyond the Forbidden... It's the 3D movie. Speaking of 3D. Oh, God. It's, it's, Star it's, Chaser? It's, uh, oh, it's killing me. Beyond the Forbidden Zone... No, you're right. That's Ollie with, uh, da- David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Oh no, 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 no. That's um, yeah, I know which one that is. That's um, oh balls. <laughs> Not Star Blazer, Star Chaser. It's it's uh, it's something like that, and it's it's beyond the Forbidden Zone. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up now. Because they have the whole maze sequence. Where they're watching, it's like a. I, I remember watching that film when I was a kid, and that the the villain the, with the bald head, and he's just kind of and Molly Ringwald, yeah, who was probably like sixteen, maybe fifteen or sixteen at the time. She's like hooked up to these like uh, this device, and she's just like, uh, and she's like get all like autoerotic type, and he's like, yes, you know, you love it or some shit like that. <laughs> you know all, <laughs> you know all the only line of dialogue, dialogue I ever remembered from that film. Is when they're walking through this weird desert with puddles of water. Yeah. And the guy says, water, water everywhere, but Naria dropped the drink. And then Molly Ringwald says, yeah, say what you want. That stuff's poison. <laughs> That's what you remember? <laughs> it was uh, Space Hunter. Space Hunter, beyond. Adventures, adventures in the Forbidden adventures Zone. Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. But there's that whole was, scene where she has to Nikki. go through that, like, that, that maze of, like, God obstacles and stuff right and and everybody's watching like like uh-huh. like mad max beyond the thunderdome and literally this whole scene with with the the thieves and riffraff watching uh mr whalen like dive through it 
is reminding me of that scene over and over again. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, Joey that's says, all I, yes, I agree. That's, that's all I can come up with. Yes. <laughs> uh, so after that, he uh, he gets the ruby because he's smarter than all of the the, the tricks and 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 maze. Uh, what the, you know what? And and the maze it's not very original either with the swinging axes and fire coming out of the walls. It's like wait uh, wait hold on. Are you saying that there's a part of Dungeons and Dragons the movie that's not original? Yes, because because those are fighting words, sir. They are fighting words. Well, who's gonna fight me about this? Uh, not me. Yeah, there you go. And that's all I care about. Um, so he get he does get the ruby. Then the next part of their adventure is to, uh, well, she ends up getting caught by Domadar. Domadar, Domadar, Domadar. Domadar. And then he does the whole the Jedi uh, the things coming out of his ears, go attaching to her ears. Mind but melt first, thing. right? But first, he he kind of makes you feels sorry for or tries to make her feel sorry for him saying it's like why are you doing this and he's like look at me look at look me, at me look at me <laughs> and and then she's kind of like shit man i'm sorry now, now oh. the scene and then he's like well fuck you i'm gonna take information from your ears now the scene where domadar mm-hmm. is showing the damage done to him by uh profian 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 and exclaiming look at me see what they've done to me that that instilled no passionate uh, empathy for the character. However, when he spends five minutes beating the living snot of Marlon out of Marlon Wayans, yeah. and then twists a blade in uh, Justin Whalen's shoulder, yep, I'm loving the guy now. <laughs> I'm like, root- yeah, it's like, am I not supposed to root for this guy? Well, at what point am <laughs> I supposed to hate this guy? Because right now he's my buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping he keeps going. Can we? Can we? Can we? Uh, can he go down there and just start kicking Marlon Wayne's corpse like down the road? <laughs> I'll watch that for their 15, 20 minutes. And you know he could do it too. Oh, he he certainly could, sir. Yes, he could. So yeah, he spends a lot of time uh, beating the living shit out of uh, Marlon Wayne's. Throws, kills him. Throws him over the edge. And then, like you said, stuffs a sword right in Justin Whalen's arm, makes him scream like a little bitch, and uh... <laughs> you okay, dude? You you know a film is bad, like medieval, like like uh, you know a film that takes place in the medieval time period is bad when you're watching the set design and the costumes and everything, and you think to yourself, Willow was pretty authentic. <laughs> Willow had it down. I believed Willow was real. Yeah, Willow was. Uh, the, the, in re- looking back, masterpiece compared to this piece of shit. The the the, the costumes, as far as the uh, the elves, right breastplate and the dwarves' helmet and all that stuff, so plastic. Oh God! <laughs> There's nothing metal about. Well, and and you know what? I the the CGI. This is another example of films. Oh wait, wait, 10, wait, wait, wait. twelve years ago. Hold on, hold really? On. Hold on. What? Hold on. You said what? CGI. Yeah. No, 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 There's no. A lot no. of it in here. No, there's no CGI in this film, sir. What are you talking there, about? There are computer graphics in this film. There are no. There's no. When we say CGI nowadays, we think like uh, really advanced computer graphics. Yeah. In Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. What do you think CGI stands for? But 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 CGI now stands for realistic computer graphics. 
CGI stands for what CGI stands for. CGI has a meaning. Whether they did it a 12 years ago, 11 years ago in this film on a, on a really shitty craze machine, or they're doing it now on the state-of-the-art craze machine, it's CGI is CGI. There's a difference between... Computer graphics. There's a difference between realistic computer graphics meant yeah. to mimic reality and computerized backdrops that the camera zooms over for an establishing shot. When the C the computer, I, I'm not using the word CGI for these scenes because it doesn't deserve it. When the computer graphic generated uh, shot of the castle is shown, right. and the camera zooms up it, and that's the kind of shot you would see in your average video game. Oh yeah. Not, uh, well, that's what that's where I was getting at. When I say, I was, when I I was, say video uh, game, I don't mean like Xbox video game. I mean. Uh, PC adult video game where the castle is what you see before you watch a clip of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> that level of sophistication. I was just what, okay. The good. Thank you for going there. But well, that's, that's, that's I, not well, that's not what I was going to say. I, what I was going to say a reasonable is reasonable description. Uh, no, it's fine. All I was going to say, I was just going to uh, criticize the film for being yet another movie back 10, 12, 15 years prior just over using the cgi like up and down the castle and dragons flying in and out and it not looking very good and i oh. looked at the budget for this film and even in 2000 a very small budget of 35 million well you know the, the which is part of the reason why it doesn't look as good as it should courtney solomon from what i read uh she i believe i believe the director was also the one that got the uh the rights to the film okay and uh the rights were purchased in 1990, and they spent 10 years uh -huh. building up the $35 million budget for the film. Really? This is After 10 years of trying to scrounge together money for it, this is the best it could do. Oh. So, okay. When you say poor special effect graphics, right? that's what they are. That's my point. Yeah, okay. That's all. <laughs> um, is there anything else we can talk about? Oh, there's tons. Hold on. Let me go down my notes a bit. Um, the Beholder. The Beholder. You know what a Beholder is, right? Yeah. It's that big thing with the eyes? Yes. Okay. The whole idea of a Beholder. Oh, yeah. that they were. It was hanging around with the, the, the soldiers. The whole idea of a Beholder is that it can see all around itself. Yeah, it shouldn't have to go, hey, where'd they go? Or, I'm going to come get you. First of all, a beholder should not be that easy to distract. And second <laughs> of all, if a beholder is a creature that has ten eyes on tentacles, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to turn its head when it hears a noise. <laughs> when the beholder's eyes all open and it turns its head and all ten eyes look at the same direction, I'm thinking, here's someone who doesn't truly grasp the concept of what a beholder is. I agree. This is this is something that can look a. It's around for a reason. <laughs> it's round to encompass the idea, and it's got one big eye. Yes, it has the one big eye, but it's got a lot of little eyes too. And they're on these movie stocky things, and that means they can look behind itself at stuff. And the fact that they can throw a rock <laughs> and distract the beholder. You don't have to know what a beholder is to understand this is stupid. You could have never played a role-playing game in your life and see the ball with the big eye and then the little eyes and the stocky things and then watch them, true. and then see him throw the rock and watch the whole 
ball turn, and even someone who has never picked up a four-sided dice in their life will will yeah. say, "Why the hell did it turn its head? It's got the little eyes and the stocky things." <laughs> this is the, the the basic flaw with the film. You have people making a movie about a concept they do not fully comprehend. Even in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, you remember? Uh, yes. The Beholder in there. Yes. Just, just totally, just, just. Its eyes are moving, but it's not. In that scene. That was a ten times better Beholder. Of course it was. And Beholders don't sleep. Why would a Beholder sleep? Nah. Why would don't a Beholder sleep? I, I don't I don't buy a beholder sleeping. I mean it's got a lot of eyes to rest, but Well yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, best line of the whole film. Best line. Guess guess who gave the best line in the whole film? Let me see if I can guess the <laughs> best line in the whole film. I give up. Domadar. Oh, he's got he had a lot of good lines. When he catches Mar Marlin Marlin When when Domadar yeah, out of all the bizarre names, Marlon Wayans is the dumbest name. Snails. And it's a, no, no, Marlon Wayans. Yes, yeah, his name is Snails. No, no, Marlon Wayans. Oh, oh, oh. the dumbest name. I, I can't even pronounce it. When Domodar <laughs> stumbles upon Marlon Wayans, uh-huh. if his real name was Snails, that would make more sense to me. Um, <laughs> and he, and he, he says, just like you thieves, always taking things that don't belong to you. And at first I'm thinking, yeah, that's what thievery means, dumbass. And then I had to stop for a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Are they trying to be clever? Was that supposed to be sarcastic? Yes. And then I had the flashback to the first 45 minutes of the film and think, no. They just thought it was funny. And it's not. (laughs) No. They actually. No. There's no. You don't think it was sarcasm? I don't think they were trying to be funny. I think they actually thought it was a cool line. Think about it. Just like you thieves, always taking things that don't belong to you. (laughs) It doesn't work unless you're truly being sarcastic and you can't be sarcastic when you're wearing blue lipstick. (laughs) That's a rule. I've always said that. I think that is the number one rule. Yes. And and now, also, in that same sequence where... uh, Now, if you're a thief... And you're teaming up with another thief to right. portray thievery in in thieving ways. Would you pick an accident-prone, bumbling clown who's constantly dropping stuff and tripping over things? Of course not. Only if you were expecting him to trip traps so you could go after him after he tripped them. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Because I can understand honor among thieves... But honor among bad, that only works if both thieves are bumbling. But Justin Whaling's not bumbling. He's a very good thief because he beat the uh, Thunderdome traps. Mm-hmm. But the, the matchup doesn't work for me. But beyond that, during that whole castle escape sequence where we had that great line from Domodar, right. uh, Justin Whalen, during a fight sequence with the big guy, where the big guy's throwing him against the walls of the, of the, uh, the stone walls. Oh, right. He actually injured Whalen. Good. He split the back of his head open. Yeah, uh, and, and I, you beat me to it because I was thinking to myself, that thought makes me happy. It it <laughs> warms me inside knowing that during the making of this film, Justin Whalen was injured, uh-huh. felt pain, <laughs> and was forced 
to go through a healing process, much like I have to, having rewatched the film. That <sighs> that warms me on a certain level. It's it's like a karmic justice. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's my feelings on that. I'm not sure if I have any other notes down here. Um, it's one of those films too. After the first half hour, you're like, what else can I write? I mean, yeah, the film sucks. Like the whole dragon fight at the end, <clears throat> where where the princess is riding it like she's in a cockpit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't. You hit a point where you're thinking, all right. I mean, besides the fact that I don't know why they have twenty foot long crossbows, and oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it took me like it honestly took me a couple minutes to realize that there was a they were fighting between both sides with the dragons. Because first of this show. Jeremy Irons with his with the Senate fighting the dragons. I'm thinking, are dragons attacking the city? And it took me a while to realize, no, no, no. The princess is attacking the <laughs> attacking the him, Senate. The Senate with the dragons. Right. Like, well, that's a hostile act, isn't it? Because <laughs> because Jeremy Irons is in control. <clears throat> Pardon me. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Jeremy Irons isn't attacking her with dragons. So really. She started the war. <laughs> yeah, she because she's, she's the one that has the staff that controls the uh, dragons, golden dragons, golden dragons. Okay, and uh, Damodar brings Jeremy Irons, right? Uh, the, which the means rod. He gives him his rod, his rod, which controls red dragons. What? But but since Jeremy Irons does that afterwards, doesn't that mean he's retaliating in defense? Which means that he's in the right. Yeah, that's all a little confusing. So at that point, I'm just kind of numb. No. I'm just like watching. I can't even like write anything down. And then, of course, we, uh, Mr. Whalen brings back the, uh, oh, I cut you. How unfortunate. It's like, you know, right. in the middle of a sword fight, sarcasm, not the best weapon. I'm, think, no. I'm thinking the elvish sword you're carrying. That's what you <laughs> should be concentrating on. Save the sarcasm for afterwards. Yes. I mean. And you know what? When he kills Bruce Payne's character, Damodar. I could have sworn as he was falling to his death, he was going to just say, and that one was for snails. And that one was for snails. But he didn't say it, and I was actually surprised. Now, here's the weird thing. Domodar is struck down dead, right? He, see, that's the thing. They left it open-ended. I mean, you would think when he takes that fall, he's not going to live through it. But you don't actually see him die. He's still alive when he falls over the edge. That's a good thing because in my research, I mean, he just did the same thing he did to Marlon Wayans. That's the only reason why that scene went that which way. Which is a poetic justice kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But here's the ironic thing because in 2005, they made a sequel. Were you aware of this? Yeah. Yeah, and the, the director, I believe, was attached uh, as an executive producer. And it... I think so. In what cha- I, have it in, in, I have it in front of in me. And what channel did it premiere on? You know, Courtney Solomon is a man, not a woman. Is it a man? Yeah. Courtney. Courtney Solomon is a man. I'm looking at his picture you right know, now. He should be a woman because he wrote a bitch of a film. He directed <laughs> a bitch of a film. I'm sorry. I, I'm getting sexist now, and I mm-hmm. apologize, but if your name's Courtney, the, the other, you know what? Yeah, he was executive producer on Dungeons on, and Dragons. A guy? Wrath, Wrath of the Dragon God. A guy directed this? Yes, he did. What? What the fuck? And then one of the there's two writers. One of them's obviously a woman, but the other writer, the first name is Topper. Yeah, that is true. I, I, as best as I looked through, Topper Lillian. I can't tell if it's a guy or a girl, but I'm assuming two women wrote the screenplay. 
but I'm probably- uh, well, you know, you know what? You're probably right. And, uh, well, I well, wasn't right about I, Courtney. I, well, I don't know if this is anything to go by, but Courtney uh, Topper Lillian wrote Mr. Fixit, Maximum Bob, Where the Money Is, and Dungeons and Dragons. That's the last thing this person has written. So that's eleven years without writing anything. And then and what, Carol, what a Carol Cartwright. Yeah. Carol Cartwright wrote Where the Money Is, Dungeons and Dragons, and then wrote the screenplay for What Maisie Knew, which is in post production and coming out in two thousand and twelve. I liked Where the Money Is. I never saw it. Never saw it? It's okay. It's not a bad you know who else is in Actually, it? You know what? Maybe I shouldn't say uh you know who else is in Where the Money Is? No. Hugh Jackman. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Does he have a small part or something? Look at me. He plays the boyfriend. He's like the one of the third major major roles. I'm pretty sure it's Hugh Jackman. Uh, I think it's Dermot Mulroney. Uh, is it? It's not Hugh Jackman. No. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That's all right. We're used to it. That's the booze talking. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. I'm done with Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know about you. No, no, I'm still going, dude. Oh, dude, we're running so long. Hold on. Do we want to cover Severed or not? Hold on. Let me finish up my notes. I, I, I make sure my notes are covered. Uh, 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 Empress is a socialist. I covered that. Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, oh, the treasure room. I have a quick question about the treasure room. Treasure room. Okay, why are, go ahead. Why are treasure rooms in movies always so messy? I would assume that if you could, I don't know, I would assume that if you're smart enough to acquire that much wealth, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd be organized. It should be like all in boxes. I, I don't know about that stuff. But dude, there's like loose coins falling all over the place. If you've amassed that much treasure, you at least have an accountant who's putting things in boxes and counting how much you have. How do you assess a um, when you have when you have coins and gold necklaces scattered all over chests open? With things playing out of it, how do you know how much you have? How do you establish a net worth? You don't. I don't know. That's insane. <laughs> if you if you amass that much, if you go into any rich man's vase or uh, not vase uh, safe or vault, I guarantee they don't have open chests with with money pouring out of them. They got neat little stacks, and they can tell you how much is there based on the stacks and the numbers and stuff. It just seems kind of reckless to me. Yeah. Maybe it's the time period. I don't know. I'm reading a little bit of uh, trivia for Dungeons and Dragons. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says uh, this the this part uh, this trivia is titled "Thora wants to beat up Irons." American Beauty star Thora Birch was terrified of Jeremy Irons throughout the filming of the new fantasy movie Dungeons and Dragons because he was so intense. The actress admits his style made her act better, but she spent the first weeks dreading scenes with the British actor and finished wanting to hit him. She says he's a very, very intense actor. When you do a scene with him, it becomes almost combative because he gets so into it. You want to come up to his level. I really wanted to beat him up a few times, which was great because my character, the Empress, did too. Dude, <laughs> dude, I watched his acting in that film. I'd have to hold suppress laughter. When he's going, <laughs> Let the rage of blood bring down the rain of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Peter O'Toole would have slapped him. Says, you know, oh my God, you know, he would have shit on his face. Sir, even I, I, <laughs> There's an Oscar-winning performance right there. I am known for overacting. Zing, zoom, bam, I'm out of here. I am known for overacting <laughs> in the most trivial scene, but you, sir, have taken the cake. 
You've won an Oscar, goddammit. I'm still trying to win one. Do they give them <laughs> away? Is that what it is? Do I not know who it is? I think I'm doing James Mason more than Peter O'Toole. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm not so, out of impressions. You shouldn't let me do them. I I, I have to um, because, you know, it's see. entertaining. Another, uh, I, I think I've covered everything. Uh, oh, the ending. Can we talk about the ending? Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I, can we make it brief, please, so I can give you your movie challenge? We can take a break and talk about Severed, goddammit. Okay, real quick. <laughs> um, first of all, I read somewhere that one of the, the, the scripted ending that they, yeah. that they filmed was that at the end, the Empress uh, shatters her staff and declares the 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 hero the other the surviving members the heroes of the realm. Okay. And it said that the director thought it was such a bad ending that they never they didn't even bother to include it on the DVD. Wait, so it was filmed? And they said it was filmed, but it was so bad, according to the director, Mister Courtney, that they didn't bother putting it on the DVD. So he thinks that ending is bad, but the ending in which. The name falls off the rock for snails because apparently Mr. Mr. Free Freeborn yeah. spent whatever money he earned by saving the kingdom uh, that he had for the tombstone. Instead, he spent it on that nifty jacket he's wearing. <laughs> uh, didn't have money for real tombstone. So the name falls off the shitty tombstone. Uh, Which is just a rock. Right implying and then they kind of imply that snails is alive which to me means that he's now buried six feet underground and fully alive and then the remaining members celebrate his his uh, live entombment by turning in the roman candles now that ending apparently makes more sense than having the princess smash her staff and declare them heroes of the throne i don't believe that's how the movie ended I believe. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which ending? Hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, Marlon Wayans is is presumed. They leave it open ended. That they say your friend is awaiting you, and they Where? all they buried him. Yeah, his name. He's hold on, hold on. His name falls off the rock. Right. You see sparkly shit happen. Right. Because I don't know. Because because she tells him. She says, "Don't question your gift. Just." Just go with it. And he gets up. He's got this look in his eye. Snail's name falls off the rock. And it says, your friend is awaiting you. And then they all float and go somewhere else. Now, the fact that this is just a a time of magic and, 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 and all of that crap, to me, it means that wherever they're going... They're meeting up with fucking snails, and it's like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Are we going to steal something? He's six feet under fucking ground. I didn't take. I didn't take the ending. He has a tombstone. They yeah. buried him, and he ain't dead, which means he's buried alive. Which means wherever they're going, they're meeting up with snails. No, but then they sh- there should have been a Roman candle coming out of his fucking grave because they buried the bastard. Yeah, I understand he's that. Dead, but so you're, so you're saying the I'm, Roman candle? L- listen, I'm I'm, I'm not going to try and defend my ending over your ending. No, but you're, it's, so they're you're, equally ridiculous. You're saying the the Roman candle ending makes sense. Is that what that's what you're saying? What I'm saying is they, for me, it led me to believe that snails is alive somewhere and they're going to him. <laughs> that's that's. Rewatch the ending and tell me I'm wrong. No, no, no. But, but where they're going doesn't make sense. I want everyone to email us. The movie guys at moviesucktastic.com. Email us and, and let us know what you Wherever think. Wherever they're going, 
not, and when we don't get your email, we won't talk about wherever, it. Again. Wherever he's going, <laughs> it's not wherever he's wherever they're going. He's not going to be there because they buried him. Yeah, okay, he's good. That's that's, he's that's six fine. feet underground. Well, they probably didn't bury him six feet. They probably buried him probably like three or four feet. feet. They probably just piled rocks over him. Yeah, this they, fucking they, they, are they think him. should be him like like sitting up because fucking shallow rain's going to have his hand coming up through the ground. <laughs> fucking some aardvark is going to eat his fucking hand. <laughs> Some fucking mystical creature is gonna be chomping on his fucking dick. Is there is there a, <laughs> is there a taking out the trash for this film? It's all trash. Start over. Is there anything to say that, that would save this film? No, I, I really, I if I truly sat down and tried to rewrite this script, I think I would stop in frustration and say I have to start over. Okay, I'm gonna try real quick by recasting a couple roles. Okay. Domodar. All right. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. <laughs> Come on. Jeremy Irons' character, uh, Fioni. What's his name? Fionin. Pro- Profion. 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 Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yes. Okay. Now, here's where I, I break from tradition. Uh, the, the dwarf? Yes. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. Rip Torn, Yes. And and not in and dwarf guard, but literally like wearing like like a, like a suit. Then Justin Whalen's character and Marlon Wayne's character, both played by um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Shia Shia LaBeouf. Sh- okay, he, he plays both roles. But okay, is this <laughs> is is this uh, what? 11 years ago Shia LaBeouf yes, or is yes. this being re- okay so Shia LaBeouf is practically a fucking fetus yes <laughs> I think that will add so much to it now if they can't get Shia LaBeouf's fetus I I, I, I god what, I think Shia LaBeouf was like maybe 10 <laughs> when this movie was made they can't make the negotiations with Shia LaBeouf's fetus uh-huh. or with, <laughs> with his fetus if they can't make the negotiations where he has to go to school and stuff I'm thinking mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd. Okay. He plays both roles. That's that's the key. Okay. All right. All right. I'm listening. And then the princess? Yeah. I'm thinking Roseanne Barr. Yeah. No, but a young Roseanne Barr. The, which is, which is still ill. What what Roseanne Barr is is good. <laughs> All right. I I I I give you the the old Roseanne Barr and the young Roseanne Barr is still kind of iffy, but <laughs> that's a all right, I'm gonna go ahead and play. Uh, you're taking out the trash, but I don't. No, no, no don't, play, don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play it. I already did. Sorry. That doesn't deserve it. Taking out the trash. I was taking a stab in the dark. That's all right. oh, oh, one more quick suggestion to make a better movie. Mm. Get screenwriters and a director that understand the fucking game. Well, yeah, that's a given. That's a given. Holy shit! I played Dungeons and Dragons passively because everyone else was. Mm-hmm. Never cared for the for the time period or anything. Didn't give a shit about it. Even I'm offended by this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, I, it, hold on. My review of the whole uh, film. Uh, uh, yes, a three doesn't save. A three. Doesn't they rolled a three. This film does not. Somebody failed their initiative roll. Mm. And they did not save versus poison. Roll up a new character. Okay. I'm sorry, I had to go. I'm I am so done. <laughs> I was done ten minutes ago, but 
I'll, I had to let you have it. Oh, wait, one more thing. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Now, uh, this is the part where I give you your movie challenge. I'm so ready. Oh, I don't know if you're ready. Well, I think you're ready. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're ready. You're ready. Dude, but what, you, but what, what, you can't even what, begin what? to surprise me. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to surprise me. Okay. Um, but what we like to do is I like to tell you what I didn't challenge you to. Mm-hmm. All right. So starting with Jeremy Irons, I did not challenge you to the Pink Panther Part 2. <laughs> you can thank me later. Okay. All right. Now hold on, hold on. What? The idea what? of watching the first Pink Panther remake, which I'm assuming you're talking about the Steve Martin remakes, right? Yes. The thought of watching the first one alone sends a sense of shiver of fear down my spine. But to even suggest that you were going to maybe watch the sequel, <laughs> I haven't even seen Elba. any of. I haven't seen either one. I almost soiled myself just at the concept. <laughs> and, and lately, you're, you're challenging comedies lately, which I don't care for. Um, sorry, but well, just make, does it make you feel any better? The, your challenge is not a comedy. That makes that does make me feel better because it's okay. it's harder to criticize a comedy for being stupid. It it is. All right, moving on is Bruce Payne. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> the films that I could have challenged you to, but did not were he was actually, and I didn't realize this till I did the homework. He was in Solar Babies. <laughs> <laughs> he played Dodger in Solar Babies. <laughs> I, dude, I I rewatched some of Solar Babies like a couple a few months ago. It was on cable. Oh, really? I, I until I saw that, I didn't realize that the only memory I have of that film. Is the scene where they have to jump this this uh, gap in a bridge that collapsed? So mm-hmm. They make this long chain of roller skating, and they, and they do a whip, and they whip each other oh, over oh, it. God, to build speed. That's all I remember of the film. Besides the fact that the goofy looking kid had like some kind of key to saving everything. <laughs> he was also in. He was just a guard, so it was kind of like a bit part. You didn't know it was him. You'd have to really look for him. But he was in the keep. Keep. Oh, you're yes. shitting me! He was in the keep. Oh, is it as a guard? As uh, it's he's his role was border guard number two. Dude, we still haven't done the keep. Oh, that we have we haven't done. The oh, keep. that is an awesome one, Sean. We have to get Sean in on that one since so we watched it. When we yeah. do, when we finally do the keep, we will we will have Sean. I tried to get uh, Sean for tonight. He was actually at his brother's wedding. Oh God, is that tonight? Apparently, I didn't know until he texted me back. I was oh like, "Oh shit, oh I'm God. sorry." Because <laughs> after my, you know, it'd be funny if he did it anyway. Because I was, I was hoping <laughs> right at the table. Yeah, yeah, uh, was... uh, chicken. Yeah, right here. And you know, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. See, I believe that the. I was hoping he suggests that <laughs> after he told me. But after I fell through with the, you know, him, they're just getting blitzed tonight. Oh yeah, but I fell through with the two legitimate writers, and I was thinking, "Well, let's go to Sean." Because I know Sean's role play, but he's like, oh, no, no, wedding tonight is shit. Oh, the and, keep. Uh, oh, we have to do the keep. We got to do the keep. Yeah. And the and the last film, I believe that's on Netflix streaming. So what? Just keep that in the mind. Keep, the keep. The keep is. Yes. I think it is. So just keep it in mind. It can be a future <laughs> home game challenge. <laughs> uh, and I could have challenged you to Highlander Endgame, but I did not. You know, You know what saves Highlander Endgame? Uh, no. <laughs> they kill Christopher Lambert at the end. Oh, do they? I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it. And I'm sorry I did. 
Uh, okay, moving on is Justin Whalen. And there's not much. No, the only thing I could have challenged you to, and I didn't hate it. It just wasn't that good. It was Child's Play three. Yeah, Child's Play is in yeah. yeah. What was he in Child's Play three? He was the kid that had the Chucky doll. Really? Yeah. Really, I remember more from Serial Mom. I think that's the more outstanding role. He was like a he was that was a ninety three I believe. Joey. So he was like a kid kid. Hey, Joey. Yes. Pussy Willows. <laughs> Pussy Willows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Oh, so, uh moving Yeah. Well, go no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh actually I have his uh the he the actor is Robert Miano. Mm-hmm. And he played in the film. He was uh, Asmath, which I believe was one of the the Senate. Asthma, yeah. Asthma. <laughs> he was in Three Ninjas Kickback. <laughs> <laughs> now I didn't obviously challenge you to anything Marlon Wayans because we were done with Marlon Wayans. That's the two we? in a row. Really? Yeah, two in a row. <laughs> For... There's so many other films okay. we could challenge each other, but it's not going to be the the, the Marlon Wayans movie sucktastic okay. episode. For now. We're done with Marlon Wayans. For now, we're done with Marlon Wayans. For now. For now. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Moving. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Robert Henney, who played Crimson Brigade. Who? Crimson Brigade. Who was that? I think he was one of the guards. He was, he was a part of the Crimson Brigade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, it says his name. It says his name was Crimson Brigade. I, I, I'm thinking he was the Crimson Brigade. Anyway. What, whatever. He wrote a film and starred, well, I guess he gave himself a small part, in the Cedric the Entertainer film, uh, Who's Your Caddy? Yeah, right, you know, dude, stop at Cedric the Entertainer. Was it Cedric the Entertainer? Anything beyond Cedric the Entertainer is going to be shit. Actually, no, he wasn't in that. He wasn't? There's, no, but there's people that... It doesn't matter. He could have been in it. Right. It wouldn't matter. All right. Let's just take it Who's your too caddy? long. Let's just take it too long. All right. Well, here's your movie challenge. What is my movie challenge? Who, who's the connection? Producer. Producer? Give me a hint. Producer. Give me a chance to guess this. Okay. The producer is... Well, see, he's had, he's made many or produced many films. Uh, the producer is Joel Silver. Oh, oh Silver? Wow. Yeah. So th- th- there's a lot of films. Give me a hint. Give you a hint. Give me a hint. Well, I could have challenged you to Richie Rich, but I didn't want to. <laughs> Give me a hint. Okay. It was made in 1987. Uh, that's not a hint. You know what, how I'm bad I'm with dates. Give me an actor. Actor. Carl Weathers. Who? Carl Weathers. Who else has he played? What? I'm bad with names. Who else has Carl Weathers played? Uh, He was... uh, What's his face in Rocky? The black dude. Oh, oh, Sugar Lay. It's, no, not Sugar no, but you, Ray. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, Action Jackson. It's Action Jackson. Oh, I get it the first one. Yes, <laughs> dude. Action Jackson is my name. Fast, faster, fastest. Dude, Action Jackson, as I have mentioned before, it's the and only film I've ever walked out on in a movie theater. <laughs> well, and the biggest reason why I challenged you to uh, to it was this is the second time 
in, I think, a three-week period, I could have challenged you to Action Jackson. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to challenge you to Action Jackson. What's the other one? What do you mean, what's the other what's one? What's the other one you could have challenged me to Action Oh, uh, it was uh, Richie Rich, uh, obviously Action Jackson. And well, another film we did that you could have you challenged me to Action Jackson for. Wait, say that again? You said this is the second time you could have challenged me to Action Jackson. Oh, uh, Sharon Stone. Oh, uh, she was a direct connection. She's in it, and I, I yeah, I, um, she, yes, yeah, she's in it. <laughs> when we uh, were doing Sphere, I could have challenged you to Action Jackson oh. when you challenged me to Sphere. Now is that? And I didn't. I challenged you to uh, something now, else. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but this is one of the few films he's ever been in where he doesn't die at the end. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the Sean Bean of Black. Yeah, I do recall there's a scene where he jumps on a car. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the best challenge ever. <laughs> I'm dying to watch. I mean, watch it tonight. <laughs> oh wow. Dude, oh thank you, thank you. You're, oh, you're welcome. Uh, I oh. And any other film I could have challenged you to. And decided not to was Hudson Hawk. Wow, that's a hard choice. Yeah, so I decided to go with action. Yeah, that's good because 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 Hudson Hawk's a comedy. It is a comedy, and we've been doing a lot of comedies lately. So how how long how long is the episode right now? Uh, one hour and fifty five minutes. How long did it take us to go through the top ten? Uh, I don't know. I think it was like I can't. I I can't. It was like thirty minutes. Thirty forty five minutes. Less than less than forty five, but okay. In the maybe a little longer than. 30. I'm only asking because in the past hour I have consumed my second bottle of wine. Holy shit! So, well, you know what? What? Uh, if we if we can do severed, we can do severed. We can do severed. I'm fine with doing severed. Yeah, uh, well, we could probably do it. We could probably do severed in about a half an hour. Right, and you owe me a, a a home game challenge, right? I have a home game challenge for so you. So we'll do that. Take a break. All right. And we'll do the home game challenge. That sounds good to me. All right. But we're going to take a break. Can, can, well, hold on. Before you do that. Yeah. How long has it been since you watched Dungeons and Dragons? You know, I, I've seen I've seen it once. When? When it came out, right? 2000? Uh, probably. I want to say when it came out, yeah. But I, I have a feeling that I didn't see it until it came out on cable. It's still like 2000, 2001. 2000, yeah, maybe, yeah. We just, uh, we just, 10, 11 years ago, we, I saw We just watched and reviewed a film yeah. that we haven't seen in over a decade. Yes. How old does that make you feel? <laughs> How old are we now where the films we're watching and reviewing, we have to go back and watch again and we go back and say, oh, wow, I haven't watched that in, oh, 15 years, 20 years. Why do you got to bring that up? It just occurred to me. It's just weird. We were watching films that when we first saw them, it was like, wow, that was like a decade ago. Like, wow, some of our listeners were too young to have watched this film. Yeah, that is. That's weird, isn't it? I guess so. It's like a strange (laughs) passage of time because now we're we're, we're reviewing films. Maybe if I was as drunk as you, I would think (laughs) more. Well, no, follow my logic, sir. I am fo- No, I follow you completely. We're, fine, we're, perfectly. We are reviewing films hmm. that, and I understand that I'm slurring a little bit, and I apologize. <laughs> we are reviewing films that, to us, are still current. 
but yes. but at, at least half of our listeners are thinking, when did that come out? <laughs> what is that? And 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 it boggles the mind for me. It boggles my mind that we are now broadcasting our film reviews and ideas and and mm. and uh, criticisms about movies. That there is a whole generation now who hasn't even bothered seeing them yet because there's so much other crap out right now. That is true. We are introducing, sir, a whole new level of crap <laughs> to a new audience who is still inundated with today's current crap and saying, no, 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 no. You think films are bad now? There was the 80s. <laughs> and yeah, they were films worse tended to be a little bit worse. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. There, I mean, there is plenty of crap now, but it's a different style. It is. Crap. It's, 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 it's crap that looks good for the most part. It's overpriced crap. Yeah. At least back then, crap, when you saw it, you could see the value. It was like, oh yeah, that's crap. And you know what? They spent crap on it. But now yep. they make crap. It's like, oh, it's crap, but. It's a hundred million dollar piece of but crap. But they spent a lot of money on that crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shiny looking piece of crap. But it's, it's. But it oh, it's still crap, stinks. Yeah, yeah. Avatar. All right. You compare Avatar to enemy. 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 What's the word? Enemy. You compare Avatar to enemy. <laughs> enemy mine. Oh my god. And you look at those two and go, "Wow, one of them was innovative, and uh-huh. and um, spent some money on special effects and was trying to portray a message." And the other one was Cameron jizzing into a bag. <laughs> and and it boggles the mind. It does. It does, isn't it? It's weird. It, sure. We should take a break right. now. Well, we are. <laughs> We're going to take I a quick suggest, break. I suggest, sir, that we take a break. Let's do Let's that. Let's take a break. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Severed Forest of the Dead. And when we come back, hold on. When we come back, if you don't hear anything on my end... Joey, do you have time to read these days? I don't. I have a kid. You may wrap up the show. (laughs) Me neither. But you know what? Uh, I listen to books. I download audiobooks at audible.com. There you go. Right now, I'm listening to Shock Value, how a few eccentric outsiders gave us nightmares, conquered Hollywood, and invented modern horror. I think you can get that link from our site, too. Uh, Well, not for that, but for Audible. No, well, uh, audible.com. Yeah, and you can get that book through audible.com. You go to our website, moviesucktastic.com. You go to the podcast page. And on the lower left-hand corner, there's an audible.com link. Click on that. You get a two-week free uh, trial. And we get a kickback. And and, and, And we need it. Please. Yes. Well, I, I, we don't ask for donations, but this is a good way to keep the show running. This microphone is, has more tape on it than my balls. <laughs> That's a lot of tape. That is quite... You know what? You go, go to audible.com. Go audible.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it.
Meg, look at this place. Well, this place is like a mansion. It's like a mansion. Look at all this stuff. I don't know. Look, I see something over there. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. How are you doing, Scott? <laughs> I'm numb. A little numb there, a little tipsy. You, you, you ever get that? A little buzz. You ever get that point where you can't feel your toes? Uh, I. No. Me, me <laughs> neither, but I'm close. You're close to that? Yeah. I. Oh, boy. And you know what? If any of you judgmental pricks out there yeah. are, are <laughs> angry with me for being a little bit tipsy during the podcasting, let me just underline i don't think so i've earned it well you know what what your tipsiness has has uh pushed on to me because i played the same commercial twice this episode (laughs) (laughs) i as in other realms sir i am contagious oh yeah (laughs) i i am like a i am like a canker sore all right let's go ahead and try attempt (laughs) <laughs> you can talk over me all you want, sir, but it's not going to help. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> obviously. Uh, <laughs> it's called Severed Force of the Dead. It was released in 2005. It's obviously a straight-to-video. Uh, not a straight-to-streaming, because uh, there was no streaming in 2005, or if there was, it was in the beginning and uh, early stages. That is a situation, st- sir. Yes, it is. Uh, but this is part of the home game, which is where someone, Scott or I, challenge each other to a film that is Netflix streaming, so that you, the audience member, could then watch it as well, and, uh, when you listen to the podcast, you have already seen it, and you have a good idea of what we're talking about when we review it. Yeah, now, can I, can I, uh, underline why I suggested this to you? The origins of this? Go right ahead. The origins of this. Go ahead, slur baby. Slur baby, slur. (laughs) I, I first watched this film uh, back... You know... What? You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge this movie hey, to you. you. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Look at me. Look, Look at me. At me. Look, Look at, at me. me. No, I'm sorry. I first saw this film back when it came out on video. Okay. Uh, what's the really state? 2000 or something? Two, 2005. 2005. Thank you. I first... Well, and that's like six years ago, isn't it? That's got two zeros in it. That's, that's six years ago, isn't it? That's a long time ago. That's six whole years I ago. Can't, my whole life was completely different six years ago. Anyway. As most people's. Right, well, most not, people's. No, a lot of people. <laughs> most people's. Most people's were the exact same position. I've had water tonight. <laughs> so there's no excuse for you. None. Um, zero. Go ahead. Anyway. Anyway. I first rented this film because I thought, oh, I'm going to start getting back into the low-budget films. Because back in the old days, we'd go to the video store, and you'd have the, the, the rack of videos. Not DVDs, videos, motherfucker. Videos, that's and, right. And the best stuff was direct-to-video because it was stuff that was unrated, and it wasn't for a mass audience. It was for the, the, the gore-fest splatterpunk fiends like myself. Yep. You'd rent, like, like a Violent Shit Volume 2 or um, Necromantic. And you say, oh, here's something I want to watch. And then you'd be wrong. And you'd be scarred for life. But that's what you'd go for. 
So I thought, I, at that point in my life, in 2005, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get back into this, the director video stuff because that's where the good stuff is. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to agree right, with and that. Right, and Severed proved me so fucking wrong. Not in every case, though. But what? At that moment, what? the low-budget stuff well, isn't always bad. But as far as Severed goes... Oh, as far as Severed goes, well, that's what I I'm, was so. Wrong. See, if you were a little less drunk, <laughs> you would have. Never mind. No, um, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk, sir. Well, when you listen back to this episode, I'm a little. You, 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 you will. You will know that I did not say Severed was was good. I would. I was basically saying that the genre is a whole. not every right case where a low budget horror film. Not every case. Is that it's a I get you, movie. sir. What it was was a vehicle. Now you do. What I no no I got it before. What I was saying was a vehicle to move the conversation on in the direction I wanted to go in. But you mm. but you botched that to mock my drunkenness. And I was right. Anyway, continue. <laughs> continue, sir. Continue. That that was my point. You were saying that. <laughs> You were proved very wrong about this film being low budget, and you wanted to get back into the low budget horror films because that's what you want to see. Was open for and then I just simply said, and I was "But that's not every case." No, no, you said that. And then you that just, wasn't. And you said, "What?" You said that wasn't the case. No, I said no. <laughs> Listen back. No, I will. I will. <laughs> Listen back, sulfate. And, and I will be proven sulfate. Wow, throwing the S- sulfite. I meant sulfite. Sulfite. You're throwing the big words out there. Uh, yes, wine contains sulfites if you add them properly. Carefully. Carefully. <laughs> anyway. I've been drinking pure sulfites, actually. Oh, sweet. Anyway. Anyway. So go ahead and introduce this film, sir, and tell us what... Okay. This film is... I, I think you challenged it to me because it kind of reminded you of... Uh, when, when I challenged you to Birdemic with the whole environmental thing. Was that a small part of why you challenged this to me? Not in the least. Okay. The the main reason I challenged you. So it's just a coincidence. The main reason I challenged you to because I wanted to challenge you to a severed arm, but they pulled it off Netflix the week That's I wanted. Right. To, but then while I was searching for a severed arm, I was like, wait, severed? I saw that. That was a piece of shit too. Let me right. challenge you. To, That's right. Yeah. You did mention that in the last episode. Yeah. So no, it was a pure coincidence that this is like a direct link to Birdemic. Okay. So, uh, the the plot goes like this. That you have loggers and you have scientists. Uh, they both work in in the forest together. The loggers cut up the trees. The scientists, scientists inject the trees. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, chemists, scientists, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they inject the trees with this serum that helps them grow. I think they said three to four times faster. That way, when they cut them down, they can inject new uh, new, new trees. And they grow much faster, so then they can be cut down. That way, they can replenish the forest, cut as much wood as they want. The problem is, they find out that this serum um, is... They come back with some lab tests that show that it's uh, a little off the chart uh, as far as, I guess, its stability levels. So what happens is, the one tree hugger girl, who is the very... The, the epitome of a woman that I would never date. She must be horrible to date. Are you still there? I'm listening, sir. Okay. I am, I am, I am so enraptured by your description. Uh-huh. I'm stunned in silence. Please continue. Okay. Uh, what happens is uh, a, a logger cuts down a, a tree. A logger. A logger. 
he drops a I'll log? take a logger, sir. Okay. I'd like a logger. I would maybe. like a logger, too. Uh, he, he cuts down a tree, proceeds to cut into the tree to chop it up into chunks so that it can be moved to, uh, I guess, your Home Depots and your Because that's what you do whatever. when you're logging. You cut trees, right? You cut so we can, trees so we can down. skip that part. Well, the part... I'm just giving you a, a quick synopsis. Quick? Yeah, you like that? I'm going frame for frame, baby. It's not quick. Frame for frame is that quick. Anyway, what happens is he cuts into this log... There is a spike in it, which the tree huggers put in the trees. Mm, they spike the tree. Um, right. And it kicks back, cuts him into the shoulder, and he immediately becomes the host. Starts to infect the entire, uh, I guess, the entire uh, field, so to, so, to, uh, so to say. And thus begins the zombie infection of that whole area. <laughs> The owner sends his son in because he wants him to take over the company one day. Now, now here's here's the brilliant part: the Go the ahead. rich millionaire son owner, yes, sends his troubled son in. Says, "Listen, I want you to take care of this son. This is your test. I want you to fix this for me." That's right. Knowing the bizarre nature of the illness and what's happening, he sends his son in. His only son. Right. That's set up for later. Yes, it is. Okay, after you, sir. So the son goes in. He sees uh, this thing, this person that's zombified come at him, and he gets saved by some other dude, and he takes him back to this local area where hey. they're all hiding out. May I, may, may I cut in for one second? Sure. When he first comes across this, there's a setup in the opening credits where you see this bandsaw where they cut the they cut the logs. Yes, and like this... <clears throat> bloody gooey ooze stuff right. is coming out but no but that's when they cut it but i'm somewhat the bandsaw the, at the mill where they cut the logs uh, yes down. so he goes mm -hmm. to the mill and he comes across one of these zombie type creatures right yes. and the zombie type creature ends up getting and through through some machination of the conflict ends up on this on the bandsaw platform yes and gets fed into, into the bandsaw and you don't get to and see it it's off screen Yep. This, at, the fil this film this, is so low budget. Well, hold on. They couldn't they couldn't afford right, it. Right, right. My point is the minute that happens off screen, it occurs to you I'm screwed. What you're in for. Sure. I just rented a film expecting and again, the the uh the description of the film more fun than a wood chipper or more more <laughs> gruesome than, than being fed into a wood chipper and the first gruesome scene that happens is completely off screen. And I'm thinking, it's a total letdown. I'm not going to see any gore in this entire movie. Yeah, and there really is, there really isn't any gore in this film. I mean, you do see some blood here and there. You see some, some uh, blood Squib spray shots, maybe. But the problem with things like blood spray, that's just some dude with uh, a spray gun and a fan, <laughs> and it just, just shoots up into the actor's face. It's just. It's the oldest trick in the book. It's not good. Uh, although, I will say this. After watching Birdemic, this film ain't that bad compared to Birdemic. It's still a bad well, movie. Dude, Don't get me wrong. It's it's a bad film. That's like saying, well, you know, getting kicked in the nuts repeatedly over a half hour period, that's not as bad as castration. 
That's what, what do you? That's like comparing. No, no, no. I'm it, not going to say far, comparing apples. And you know oranges. what? After after Birdemic, after playing the home game with Birdemic, just the sound quality alone, correct? The, it, in this film, is Oscar worthy compared to Birdemic? I will give you that the makers of Severed, uh, what's the subtitle? Forest of the Dead. I will give you that the filmmakers of Severed Forest of the Dead are competent and know their craft to the extent that they can make a passable um, product to feed into the marketplace. I will give you that. Yes. But don't let the extremely poor quality of Birdemic blind you to the inane boredom that results from sitting through an entire showing of Severed. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it's not as bad as Birdemic. I'm I'm saying it's a bad. That's film. like saying dying is not as bad as a toothache. No, no, reverse that. It's like saying a toothache is not as bad as dying. You don't. Right. Your your analogies no, are, are hurting me. It's impossible. Me. My my head it is hurts. unfair to use Birdemic. It's just because we watched it last but week. But it's unfair to you. If I saw Birdemic five years ago, and then I saw this now, or I should say, if I saw this now, or five years ago, and I saw Birdemic now, I, I would feel the same way. But because we saw it so close together, uh-huh. I'm just doing a healthy comparison. That's all. I just feel it's unfair to use Birdemic as a as a, as a ruler to to measure the quality of any film. Really? Yes, because because I, I I would use that exactly. I would say here here look at this movie Birdemic. Don't do this. Right, but but then saying oh it's not bad because it's not as bad as it's unfair. When you make your movie, my movie. When you make no, I'm just speaking figuratively. Oh, sorry. If when you make your movie, see this movie Birdemic that I gave you. Make sure it doesn't look like that. Oh sure. That should be handed to every filmmaker. This movie, Birdemic, if you make anything anywhere near what this film has done, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Uh, did you notice that they had an, an Asian actress in the uh, film? Why, sir? Strictly for the Japanese market? Sir, I, I really did. <laughs> I'm not, that was strictly to be uh, pushed. in, And I haven't looked at any alt- alternate posters or anything like that, but... Strictly for the Japanese market. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I that appeals to the American art. <laughs> that appeals to the American market as well. I keep trapping yes, my camera. Yes, it does. So, uh, what then occurs is they're all just on the run. They get in a car in a, in a truck. They drive up to the bridge, which essentially will take them outside of this zombie zone uh, or infection zone. And it's already been barricaded by the company that owns the area. Those bastards. What kills me about that scene, it's got all barbed wire on it and everything, is there's, I think, six or seven of them at that point, because not everyone had died yet. Not everyone, no. Why? And, yes, it could be illogical. It might not have worked well on, on film, but... I still think if I was in that situation, I would have at least tried to fucking move that barricade. 
You never know until you fucking try. And the fact that they didn't even, they drove up to it and said, oh, well, let's turn around. Are you kidding me? That right there separates. And the fact that they didn't just hop over it and they actually said, oh, we're going to walk 200 miles. Yeah, you're going to walk fucking 200 miles. I would walk 200 miles. And that, was that how the song goes? No, it was 500. I'll get that close then. Never mind. Not for anything, but anyone with just a little bit of survivalist uh, knowledge. Does that include me? Well, there was a the 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 one uh, black guy Mac, the one guy uh, what was his name Tucker no Mills, um, the two of them since they've been doing that job for so long I can guarantee you if they had just hopped over because no zombies are getting past that point right they could have just camped out and walked the two hundred miles over probably three four days caught a few fish lit a couple of fires they would have been sounds fine. like a regular broke back mountain eating to me. But not for nothing, yeah. Climb over that fucking thing. Attempt to move it. But you know what? The movie would have been 15 minutes long. And you know, that would... That's all that would have needed to be done, is to have climbed over the barricade. 15 minutes would have been a fine time frame for the (laughs) storyline. I can't argue against a 15-minute movie. So they then proceed to drive back, where they end up meeting... uh, They end up at like this little uh, area where they spend the night and all that shit. But that is just so... The the one guy, his name is Carter. He's the scientist. Carter. Tell me... I know you haven't seen it in a while, but tell me he doesn't look like Bill Nye, the science no, I, guy. I, I, I was thinking the exact same thing, honestly. Bill, Holy shit. And, not, and he's a scientist, so it's just fucking Eat creepy. that, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. I would have rather seen Bill Nye in this he movie. He would have had more charisma. Yeah. So they end up back at uh, some base that uh they find on their way back well all your base uh, and they just spend the night there some some quick shit happens with some zombies nothing major no. i think the japanese girl gets killed oh yeah uh, and then they make their way back in the other direction because they said that there's another way out but it's like 25 miles where they meet up with some survivors that are going crazy well yeah that happens yeah and they play a game where they put someone in a cage. They let some zombies in, and they got to shoot and shoot to kill as entertainment. But wait, but the, we're them and they're us. Yeah. You know you you know you're really st- stretching when you're ripping off uh, fucking uh, Romero. When I you're know. ripping off Romero for like moralistic ideas, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. So uh, Sorry. Carter decides to break out. Hilarity ensues. Let's all the <laughs> infectious uh, zombies in. Yeah. Kills everybody in the camp except for Carter, the girl, and her newfound boyfriend because her old one turned into a zombie and she fucked this guy, I think, the next day. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, and the only thing left is the ending. Oh, can we can we talk about the ending of it? Sure. What are your feelings on the ending, sir? Well, the last... Well, what happens is... Carter is, he's a pussy, plain and simple. He escapes. All these zombies are starting to crowd him. Okay. They're all starting to crowd him. And this, uh, the, the, the new love interest says, I got to go help him. And she says, no, you can't. You'll get killed. I can't do this by myself. He goes, no, I got to help this guy. And she says, no, 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 Jackass. it's all right. Stay with me. Yeah. So he goes to help and, him. And, and the guy, and they is, both helping. Be- the guy is helping is the Weasley fuck. 
Yeah, and they both become lunch. Right. So now she's all by herself crying into a tree as they fade out of that shot there to the father sitting in his chair drinking which is probably very expensive whiskey looking at a picture of his son Cudgeon. what's Cudgeon that Cudgeon whiskey it's a lost oh, that's a lost know. reference sorry okay. sorry um looks at a picture of his son gets up starts walking towards the other end of the hallway from the crying. room and then it crying fades to black credits roll nothing is resolved now, now, right. sir. She's the only survivor, which she'll probably end up dead yeah, she's, at some point. So she's point. not the only survivor. <laughs> well, at that she's point, not, she's but, still alive. But she's not a survivor. We're, we're, pretty, we're pretty sure she's dead, right? She's going she's gonna to be dead. Right. Probably, yes. So what's the metaphor for the ending? Uh, I don't know. Save your company. Trick question. Doesn't matter. Trick question. Trick There's question? not one. Okay. There isn't this one. Is another okay. typical zombie film attempt at a at a, a more morality ending, where okay, he sent his only son in there, uh, Jesus Christ, anybody? So we're setting up the <laughs> rich people as God. He sent his only son in to help. He didn't work, so he died for our sins. We're setting up rich people as the fucking God of the economy, mm-hmm. who works in mysterious ways, mind you. Uh, he's the cause of the plight. Because he's the one that obviously okayed all the scientific research. So he's caused the problem as well as the solution. And he has caused the death of his son through his own arrogance and ignorance. And he's sad about walking away from it. How does that impart any kind of message whatsoever? It doesn't. It, doesn't. it is just a... I don't know what you uh, what anyone was supposed to take away from the ending. It's like, oh my god, he sent his only son in. Oh, he's you know what I, He feels so bad about it. You know what I took it. away from that ending? What's what that? the fuck? <laughs> that's the closest they came to any kind of revelation what the yeah. fuck it, it's a very simple plot uh, it's very predictable very uh, extremely well, predictable well to a point because who would predict that they would choose such a stupid fucking ending yeah that is true well th- what, what was interesting is uh, with Carter he gets huddled a- around a bunch of zombies earlier in the film uh-huh. and you'd swear he was a gun right and then he comes back, and in the very next scene, he's holding an axe, talking to Mac, just walking around like he's about to kill Mac with this with this axe, almost like he has this disease, but like in a controlled sense. Uh-huh. And Mac's like, what the hell are you doing walking around with that axe? If you're not going to do anything, you're part of the problem. Get the hell out of the room. And he's like, oh, I just have it for protection. And then that's the last of it. It's like they try, even though you... you my infant son is smarter and would know that what they were trying to go for was to try and do like a twist saying, is he going to go crazy? Is he not going to go crazy? Is he going to kill everyone? Blah, 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 and all that shit. So uh, they they attempt to do these little twists and turns, and they're completely predictable, and you just see it coming from a mile away. I You just do. I agree totally. So... All right, so that's our review of Severed. Hope you enjoyed that. Oh, I enjoy. I, I enjoyed ne- it much more than the film itself. I will say that much. You, well, of course. But yeah. And I'm glad we kept we kept it short. Well, yes, we did. <laughs> uh, and the biggest reason why we kept it short is because it's such a a simple and easy plot. Yeah, honestly, I'm not happy with my choice of a challenge to you. That's okay. Because what I originally wanted to give you, which had much more uh, material towards it, was a severed arm. 
but that right. fell through. And and I have the trailer for it, but I'm not going to play it because it's only a minute and I think 12 seconds. And 40 seconds of this trailer is nothing but music and... <laughs> waste, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't bother to even I only, play it. I only now. hope, sir, that your challenge to me in response to my challenge is far much worthier of our time and effort. Well, this film... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Yes. Uh, this film yes. is was made in 2011. Ooh, it's a recent film. Yes, it is. And it is on Netflix streaming, so all of you out there can watch this movie with us and then listen to... Well, maybe not next week's episode, but at some point, we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Def- I, I would hope it's next week. Hopefully. Because it's an, e- it's an easy one to watch. It stars... And is directed by Cedric the Entertainer. Oh no! Oh God, no, no, no! What are you, what are you, what are you doing to me? What are you? And the Cedric, film? No, hold on, hold on, back up, back up. I'll, yeah, no, no. I'll play. Uh, this is this this. What? I'll play Cedric the Entertainer. What, yes. What what did I do? Did I piss you off recently or, or something? Did, did I did I did I, did I email no, you something no, that no. pissed you off or was what are you no. mad at? It's quite quite the contrary. Did I, did I burn I your house you, down to the ground? What did I do? I Cedric, I, you mentioned Cedric the Entertainer already. My my bowels are instinctively crawling up into my chest cavity. <laughs> you, you're you're killing me. Okay, keep going. Okay. Oh shit. The no, I what? hurt myself. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, the movie is called Dance Foo. <laughs> what? Dance. Oh, what is it? Uh, I have here. Oh. Let's see. A young championship dancer seeking fortune and fame is forced to avenge the death of his uncle. Uh-huh. I have a. Be- I actually have a better one on Netflix. Hold on, let me get that real quick. This is written and directed by Cedric the Entertainer. It's not written. Uh, it's starring and directed by. Oh. It was actually written by someone else. Oh. Okay, here's a better synopsis. While searching for answers to avenge his uncle's death, choreographer Pulaski Jones discovers that his dance skills are the only weapon he's got. Suddenly, the term dance battle takes on a whole new meaning. My testicles just dropped off and rolled under the couch in fear. And what I love is uh, for (laughs) for the... (laughs) For the description, like if you were to watch, uh, say, um, I don't know, Lethal Weapon, it would say, this movie is uh, action. Uh, if you were to watch The Hangover, said, this movie is... Uh, Comedy? Laugh out loud. Right. This says, this movie is goofy. Goofy? Goofy. You challenged me to a goofy film, sir. I sure did. You you realize that you have made an immortal enemy. <laughs> You know, oh my god, I guess I should have looked at some of these reviews. <laughs> you motherfucker. It, it, no, because I there's only one. Okay, you know how each film can get a maximum of five stars? Yes. Well, this just goes to show that either I'm really wrong or these people are really dumb. Because there is only one, one review here that is four out of five stars. The rest are all five out of five stars. Really? This movie is hilarious. The second time I watched it, it was even funnier. Well, 
If you were born and raised in Chicago, you will definitely understand the jokes pertaining to the different sides, <laughs> southwest, north side <laughs> of the city. I have to live in Chicago in order to understand this film? <laughs> well, whoa, 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 whoa. this movie is so terrible, it's hilarious. No, <laughs> that's not true. What do you mean? Okay. I have to actually understand like the, the, the plight of inner city Chicago in order to get the comedy of this? Maybe. What the fuck? Sorry about that. I, oh, it's Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer. Does he star in it? Is he um, in the film? Yeah, he's, he's a yeah, star. That's fucked. You know what's funny? You know, you know, you know what's funny? You know, do you know what? what's funny? No, I, well, I, I kind of think Cedric I Cedric the Entertainer's name Oh, implies that he is entertaining. Yes. He, but you know what's funny? Not. You know how you know how we say when we do the top 10 we're going to cover what movies are coming out the following week? Yeah. We didn't do that. Oh, that's okay. That's that. That's a new, that's a new uh, thing anyway, so no one'll notice. I'm going to go ahead and start ending the show here. That's a good idea because yeah, let's because do you that. have totally wrecked me spiritually, emotionally and physically with the Cedric the Entertainer thing. Well, I I would like to say that I'm sorry. But You're not. You 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 fuck. I have to watch it too. <laughs> now it's daily savings time now, right? It's what? daily savings time. Yes, Plot's, it is. So in back. about 45 minutes, it'll only be one. Now, how long is this episode? This episode is right now. We're at two hours and thirty minutes. What that means? What this is, is that only mean? an hour and a half episode. No, it's still gonna be two hours. No, it's minutes. only an hour and a half because it's daily savings. I don't think you understand the concept of time. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have no real concept of time. I admit. I don't think no, you do. No, I don't. This, this... Anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. It's getting late. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic. Episode 50. Big milestone Thank for you, us. everybody. Thank you, Sweden. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, uh... China, China. Uh, Thank you, uh, Great Britain. America. They're now, uh, they're now listening to America, us. America, you're too stupid. No either way. So forget you. But thank you, oh, Sweden. <laughs> uh, if you want to leave us email, you can at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you'd like to drop us uh, some voicemail, that's 908-514-4470. Uh, listen to us on iTunes. Get us reviews. We need those. Uh, Stitcher, if you have a, an Android phone or an iPhone or an iPad. And all of these, of course. Down, download the application and listen to us that and way. And all, all of this, of course, is accessible through our main website at moviesucktastic.com. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I'm not right. that drunk. <laughs> we just put a new MP3 player on there, and you can listen to all of our episodes Dude. there. Or you can download them to any MP3 player or apparatus. It's, it's, like it's that. worth it going to the website just to check out the new I, the MP3 player because it, it is awesome. Thank it is, you. No, I'm serious. I, I can't stop gushing over it. It is, it is the best newest thing on the website. Well, thank you. That means a lot. It to means me. a lot to me too. Because it, it, you know, it uh, under uh, contrary belief, it doesn't take ten minutes to do something like that. It actually, because of work and life and all that shit, it did take me a couple of weeks to get everything back. Because when you do a new MP3 player like that. I have to do all 50 episodes from the beginning. It's, it's called not... coding, people. Uh, is, yeah. it, is it called coding? Well, the, most of the coding is done for the player, but to put our episodes in to make it work with the it's player, called, that's a whole different set of coding. It's a whole different set of coding, people. It's called oh, It's yeah. called a whole different set of coding, people. Oh, okay. 
Uh, uh, do you have any wisdom <laughs> today? Don't drink I, so much. I, I, I am, I am a total lack of wisdom today, sir. But I, okay. I will offer. Some I, how about I got some wisdom? Uh, if you're ever doing a podcast with your co-host, uh, maybe it's maybe it's a, maybe it's not such a great idea that he drink all night. I'm sorry. Have I, have, <laughs> have I affected the quality of our show? No, I think it's okay, better. Then, then, then no, why I'm criticize kidding. it? No, I, I think it's fine. I, I think it's just why, a, why another then, great episode. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> All right, everybody. Can I get my wisdom uh, for That's Yeah, that sounds... Yeah. Okay, Scott's wisdom for tonight is... Uh, you, said, you said you didn't have any. I don't have any. <laughs> you're not going to... Okay. Scott's wisdom for tonight With- is if, you're, if your tree is broken from snow... And you cut the branches yeah. off. Don't store them in your neighbor's yard. Oh my! I I, I didn't do that. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm just good. saying you shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I agree. No, I hey, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, neither am I. I. Will next weekend? Yeah. All right, everybody. We will. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, we will. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye bye. Happy trails to you. Uh, should, I, should I stop? Okay. Yeah. Okay.